And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Flashback Friday. I am your host, Mike Lutz. And for this week, we have a special number 52 uh, episode theme for you. And we're going to kick things off with what we think number 52. Uh, this week, Sadie and Dave celebrate their one-year anniversary of what we th- of the What We Think podcast with a trip down memory lane with a best of. It's Sunday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all ages, welcome to our anniversary show. Okay, this is what we're going to do, kids. Uh, We had an email a few weeks back saying they had compiled a list of our our best work. Right. Somebody wanted... uh somebody's mother yes and wasn't it in queens or somewhere back somewhere yeah i don't remember exactly where and she was going to start listening to the show and asked her mom who likes the show what shows are good and her mom gave her a listen to list so that's what we're going to do is we're going to go through we're going to listen to the best parts of those particular episodes and this is going to be our very first the best of what we think. But before we get into that, I just want to say thank you to Sadie. Sadie has been here for the last 52 episodes, not counting the other 20 episodes of Win in Burbank. But this is just, it's been a blast. And the ones that Lacey and I did. Yes. 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 It has been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. And, you know, over the last year, year and a half that we've been doing this, you know, you've, you've kind of moved from being a good friend to part of the family. Yeah, I'm grandma. So it, it's around here. It's absolutely been a, a really good, positive experience. And I'm, I'm glad that just, you know, kind of on the whim, because you were the first person I talked about even doing podcasts before oh, yeah. we even started the network. Oh, you know, yeah. I shot you yeah. the idea. Yeah. And yeah. I'm glad that we both agreed that it, glad it would be a good thing. I'm glad too. Well, it, it seemed like a natural. Because we've said this many times before, you and I get on the telephone and talk for two or three hours at a time anyhow. We figured we may as well do it as a podcast. Yes. Although, <laughs> on the phone, we wouldn't necessarily talk about the same things as no. we do on podcasts. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it seemed like a good idea. And it has been. It, to me, for me, it has been a, a, I think I love it. I, I enjoy doing it. So do I. I look forward to it each yeah. and every week. Yeah. It's almost like withdrawals when you miss out. Kind of it is, yeah, because we've had breaks where you've been on vacation, I've been on vacation, and, you know, things have happened. We couldn't make it for a week or two at a time, and you're right. just like, we're going to podcast this week now, you know. But we were able to, for the last 52 weeks, we have not missed one show, so we've been good. So that's probably why Stitcher likes us. Yes. Yes. Okay, kids, so go ahead and sit back and relax and enjoy the best of what we think. 
It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. And we're here, episode number one, and we have a special guest co-host. Yes, we do. My good friend all the way from the state of Arkansas. Hot damn. <laughs> Mr. L. Allen Russo, Jr. What's up? We would clap, but it would sound funny. <laughs> <laughs> that actually came out really nice. That did come Be- out good. Before we get into the, the segment. Let's not break our arms patting ourselves on the back. Yeah. Yet. We're not done. <laughs> <laughs> we still got, uh, what, 59 minutes to go. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot can happen in 59 minutes. Oh, so, God. for episode number one, we're expecting everybody to, that was listening to our 20-week run in one in Burbank. So, welcome back. It's June. Well, by the time they hear this, it's going to be it's June. It's going to be June. Jesus. Six more months till Christmas. That's disgusting. That is. Oh, sorry I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with this new episode, or not new episode, but this new series, it's we're going to try to be more on track, I guess, is the best way we can... Organized. Yes, yes. Yes. Though it's Less wandering, more specifics. Which is going to be difficult, I think. <laughs> it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> it's going to be a real challenge for me, the philosopher of the group. Yes. So what we're going to do right now, because and Sadie and I were just talking about this before I hit record, is we're going to introduce, every week we're going to introduce a new segment to the show until we hit all segments that we want to introduce. But instead of just throwing it all out on the table, we're just going to work into it slowly. And so... Which is not necessarily because we know what we're doing. (laughs) Speaking of knowing what we're doing, yeah. uh, what did you think of our new intro song? Wait a minute now. When did I hear it? Last week when I emailed it to you. Did I hear it last week? So you know when you're old, shit goes in one ear and I right out the other. Remind me, what was it? Um, I took bass, strings, and I timed them to make kind of a doom, 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 doom sound in the background. And then it's us talking. And it starts out with, it's not what we know because we don't know shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention to the music mm-hmm. part. I was listening to the words. So, I don't know. What did, what was the question again? What did I think about it? Yeah. What do you think? What do I think? What? I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I don't remember paying attention to the music. I probably was focusing more on what you were saying. Because I tried to take you know. clips from different shows of Winnie Burbank. And put it together and just kind of make it funny, make it silly. And I remembered that I liked it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, you, you got to remember. I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, okay? So stuff like that, if, if I'm not, if I don't have to focus on it and, and lock it in. Right. It's off in the ionosphere somewhere. It's just me. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay because I should have said, "Gee, I loved it. It was fucking great." <laughs> but <clears throat> so we're, we're probably remember. we're probably going to be guaranteed probably more profanity. In oh the- yeah, for sure. Grandma's potty mouth is going to be getting a lot of exercise. 
So <clears throat> Not that I've been restraining myself at all. I haven't, truly. I don't have an ounce of restraint in me anymore. Well, I think it's just because our conversations are going to be taking a new direction. Yeah. We're, we're going to do our best not try to be serious. Um, right. and, and what we're going to talk about is going to be... It's going to be fun. Funny. And, I hope. <laughs> and, we'll uh, see. If... if well, see, we're, that's why he's here. Is that, <laughs> he laughs, we're good, right? Yes, exactly. All right, he's all right, all right. <laughs> yes, all right. So be, before we even get started, a one studio thing. audience almost. Ooh. Ooh. Can we pay people to come? <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, before we get started, I just want to throw out next episode, episode number two, we're going to start the mailbag. And mailbag is pretty much... We're going to pick three emails, maybe four emails. People that are going to send us, we're going to answer them. Oh, good. I like that. We started it at the end of Winnie Burbank. Remember? Yes. We talked about it. Yes. Well, that episode is airing right now as we're recording. Mm-hmm. So that's why there, people are just now hearing this. Mm-hmm. And to keep it going, and this is going to be a, a reminder every episode, go and write us what what. Whatever you want to ask us, just write us, and it is what we think at jayzomon.com, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com, and if you tickle our fancy, we're going to read it. Oh, if you tickle my fancy, God knows what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> my so, fancy doesn't get tickled very much anymore. <laughs> uh, sorry, it just doesn't. Anyway... Uh, it's, here's the here's the thing. What are we going to do? Make them up? I mean, if somebody doesn't send us an email, we're going to be in desperate straits here, people. You really have to send us some emails. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to ask questions. Comments are acceptable. Absolutely. You can be anonymous. But, yes, you can be anonymous. I thought she said ominous for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you can be anonymous. And it doesn't have to be questions. can be comments. Good or bad. Indifferent. We don't care. But just... In case it doesn't happen, we don't get the emails. I guess it, it kind of helps the fact that we have two, well, if you count Russo, three writers. So, we can make them up. So. No, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, never. Okay, we're back. Here we are. Um, oh, obviously, you guys aren't going to hear this, and uh, but the kid was crying, so we, we stopped for a second, and now we're back. Um we, we did a playback, and it was sounding kind of shitty. It sounded weird. I, I got a little too excited. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm okay. You understand how it is here in California, folks. <laughs> we're, easy, we're easily excited here. <laughs> it's just the way we are. Well, it, it's like with... We don't get out much. No, especially me. Um, well, it's with Russo, because Russo's been here for a few Russo's days. Russo's exciting here. And uh, that, <laughs> that just sounded wrong. That is that does sound wrong on many levels. Yeah. But uh, but Russo, this is his third podcast, you know, since he's been here. And he's very good at it, by the way. I've noticed his <laughs> comments are just spot fucking. Yes, on. Yeah. he is. He's, yeah. Um, when you listen to <laughs> Who's the Boss, he he actually he did a really good job. But it, it's like. And I was talking to you last week, you know, saying, okay, we're going to record. Even though legalities aren't finished yet, you know, as far as yeah, getting right. this new show into right. iTunes and Stitcher, right. which it, it will happen. Yeah. I know it will happen. 
But it, it's it's like a crack addict, man. I just had to get my fix. I, I had to get in front of that microphone. It's like... I <laughs> Give me that rubber. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... And I think I that's... I know. Well, when, last week when you said you want to go ahead and do it on Monday. Remember? Because we were going right. to skip Monday because I forget why. And I had to work. Yeah, that was it. And then you said, you want to do one anyway? And I, I said, you're just horny for a podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. That's how. <laughs> and you, you, don't, you, you do get that way. I get that way. It's like, I don't know. It just it feels right to do these. And it, it's funny because even though this is episode number one, we've been doing this for 21 weeks now. And it, it just, that transition. You know, because at first, and if you go back and listen, and... Let me just throw that out. If any of you have been listening since episode number one of... God bless your little cotton socks, if you yes. have. Uh, because I went back and I listened to it, and I was just stuttering, and, and it's like, <laughs> w- w- welcome to Winnem Ball Bank. I'm David Montoya, and, and this is my co-host, Sadie Burbank. This week in the headlines, yeah. it's all about... Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Kanye. Kanye, Kanye West. Kanye. I was close. Yeah. They sprouted a, a little girl. Yes, they do. Well, this week, they went public with the child's name. Oh, good. What'd they name her? The <laughs> child's name now, is... Now, be careful. You don't want to insult anybody. Be careful what you say. The child's name <laughs> yeah. is North... West. Northwest. Yes. Two words or one? West is the last name. Oh, yeah, Kanye West. Uh, and the first name is North. North. That's kind of interesting. No. No, I, no. Think, no, I think no. that's interesting. I think it's interesting. They named a child a direction. Hey, do you know anybody named Savannah? Sure. Mom got knocked up in Savannah. Come on. <laughs> Give me a break. You know, and, and of course, uh, what's her mom's name? Chris Jenner. You yeah. Know, she's already pimping the child out. The child's not even, what, two weeks old. She's already getting pimped out. Next thing we know, we're, we're going to find out that the child's going to have their own line of, like, perfume. And it's going to be North by Northwest. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I wonder if they've thought of that. Probably. Uh, probably. <laughs> Maybe why they named it. Northwest. I think it is a girl, by the way. It is a girl. Yeah. Um, North. Come here, North. How do you nickname that? Northy? Nor? Nora? Maybe. North, no. Northy. I like Northy. Well. That's weird. People like me. North? Yes. People like me that just like. Now, don't get me wrong. I like unusual and unique names. My kid's name, Jaden and Zoe. They're very Very, unique. But there is no way in hell I'm going to name my fucking kid a direction. Where are you going, North? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you. I mean, go fucking North. I'm not going to name my kid a direction. I'm sorry. It's kind of like naming it up. (laughs) Or down. Not to... Pick one over the other, necessarily. So, they're interesting enough. Go figure. There's more intelligent people in the world. More people like me that had the same reaction. Like, what the fuck are you on? 
And so there's a lot of like, not hate mail, but they're getting a lot of ration of shit. Yes. They're getting feedback over their decision. Well, Rob Cardassian, and I, I believe Rob Cardassian is, is the gentleman who started his own sock empire. Um, hey, you got to start somewhere. It, well, he's happy. In the news, in the headlines, you know, of course, uh, Northwest is born the name. Everybody's kind of up in arms about the name, how fucking stupid it is. I do think it it's kind of funny. I have to say, it, it, it's it's going to cause problems for this child. Oh, yeah. Having the natural name that I have, which is not, as you all probably know, Sadie Burbank isn't my given name, okay? My given name was a real PIA when I was a kid. In fact, it still is, because I have a two-word, unhyphenated, capitalized first name. <laughs> and nothing in this country works that way. No. Forms, papers, even you go online and try to type in two words for a first name and they freak out. You can't do that. And no hyphens either while you're at it. You know, okay. So anyway, just speaking from personal experience, I'm telling you, this kid's going to have a little bit of a problem. Yes. You know, people are not going to believe her. They're not going to think her name is really North. Her teachers are going to give her a hard time for being insolent in school. Just trying to offer some suggestions of why they might want to give her another first name and have her middle name be North. Well, here's my thing, too. But if they do, it'll be a bad one. It'll, yeah. It'll be like North by Northwest or something like that. But here's so. my thing is, well, again, her mom being Kim Kardashian... Why didn't they say South? Because that's what Kim Kardashian's popular for is going South. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Okay, let me read this real fast. Okay. Rob Kardashian defends Kim Kardashian's baby name, Northwest. It sounds cool. I do think it sounds cool, but it's not. At the same time, it isn't a good idea. <clears throat> the, oh, oh, and this is... Uh, this is from U.S. Weekly, and it's from June 26th, and it doesn't have a, the writer's name. I wouldn't want to put my name on the right, you know, if I have to write an article about Kardashian. <laughs> it says, Haters gonna hate. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have been mocked for naming their newborn baby girl Northwest. But Kim's brother Rob, for one is a fan of the unusual moniker. And, of course, this, the decision to stick to their guns. Um, phoning Ryan Seacrest at KISS <laughs> FM radio show on Wednesday, June 26, the proud uncle defended his sister's controversial choice and said that he thinks the name is cool. His quote, I told Kim and Kanye this. I'm like... Yo, people, are you always going to talk, whether it's good or bad? There's always going to be haters. But do... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to read this with a straight face. But do what you guys feel. He revealed to Seacrest, who produces a family's reality show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> That's a oxymoron. Yeah, family. really. Family show? Yeah. Keeping up with the... Okay. Like, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, you're coming up with some weird celebrity crazy name. You know how it is. But 
Northwest. It sounds cool, he added. And North is the highest point. So it has a lots of meaning. <laughs> okay, well, here's, okay, here's, here's <laughs> for me, the bottom line. Okay. It's her kid. That's true. She can name her kid any fucking thing she wants. In my opinion, it's her kid. If you don't like it, don't, you know, it's like watching TV and going, I hate that show. Well, change a fucking channel. You don't want to know what the kid's name is? Ignore the kid. It's cool. Like I said, if you got knocked up in Savannah, your name, your kid's name got to be Savannah if it was a girl. Hopefully not if it was a boy. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, if you got knocked up in East Uterus, Ohio, would you still name the baby East Uterus? Probably not. Okay. okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let me just okay. break this down. I saved this email for last it's because when I read it, and you can actually hear it in my voice now, um, it's really emo- emotionally charged. Okay. It's very special. And I haven't read this yet, so here we go, folks. Brace ourselves. David K. Montoya and Sadie Burbank. I want to think- thank you. You two have helped me through the last... Oh, fuck have helped me through the last few weeks. You're right. <laughs> I lost my job last month and had to move in with my dad and stepmom. I've been feeling down, thinking about giving up on everything. But about three weeks ago, I was surfing around on my phone on Stitcher and found your podcast. I laughed and laughed. Whenever I feel down, I play back. I play a back episode. And can't wait for Tuesdays and you guys' new episode. And while I'm aware we'll never meet, I still want to thank you for saving my life. God bless you, too. Aaron from Queens, New York. Yeah, you're right. It made me cry. Aaron, God bless you. And I'm really, 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 really glad you had a a phone that could do Stitcher. I'm sorry that you lost your job, and I'm sorry you had to move in with family. I know that's kind of a bummer. Even though you love your family, it's still a different thing having to depend on them. I'm really, really glad you didn't give up on everything. You know, it's kind of like I used to tell my youngest kid when he was 16 years old and into sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I used to tell him, if you just live to 21, you might make it. And, Aaron, if you just live another few days, you might make it. Don't give up. Because it may look black now. It may look black tomorrow. And it may look black for a long time. But every day that you take breath in and out is another chance for you to step a little closer to the light. And I don't mean that light. (laughs) I mean the good light, where you're free again from all that blackness and and free to go on and I'm glad you stayed with us because that's what we want we want you to stay with us and if I can jump in and this is an entertainment of Dave this is just Dave I walked that road not too long ago I know exactly 100% how you feel I worked at a job for eight years that I had respect from all my peers. I made good money. I lived a very nice, comfortable life. 
And within a stroke of a pin, I lost it all and found myself, my wife, and at the time it was just my son. My, my daughter hadn't been born yet. And we found ourselves in a bedroom in northern Nevada. Within two months of losing my job, I lost everything. But you know what? You find something, your kids, your wife, your dog, whatever it is that you find that will push you forward to find your motivation because you will 100% come out of this. Because in order to go up, sometimes you have to go down. And when you go down, going back up, making that ascend, you appreciate it a lot more. That's true. And I, I too have been in that position, you know, when we were managing KOAs, uh, Ernie and I in Albuquerque in 1985, uh, I opened my big mouth at the wrong time and, and it cost us our job, our home, because our home that we lived in was provided by our job, it cost us our health insurance. Fortunately, we had a travel trailer. We had to live in the travel trailer for a few months until we could uh, find work. Um, and then when we did find work, that didn't last very long. And uh, we wound up moving to Hesperia, where my parents lived. And we actually lived in their uh, back room that became a bedroom. Uh, till we got on our feet too. So you know, you're talking to two people here, Aaron, who who've been down the road you're on, and we're here to tell you there is an end to that road, and it's a good end. It's not. It's Absolutely. not. It's not a brick wall. You know, they that joke about I see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's a train coming at me. That sometimes feel like feels like that's the way it is, but it isn't. Um, and all I can tell you is. Email us anytime you want. Oh, absolutely. And anytime you feel like just venting, put it in an email and send it to us. And if you say don't don't speak about this on the on the podcast, we won't. But we'll read it and we'll and we'll think about you and hold good thoughts for you and pray for you in our hearts. And before we go into the next segment, one more thing I just want to say is even though for me that you know what I was just talking about with me losing my job and losing my house and losing my car and losing my money and my banking accounts and losing the people who I thought were friends out of that came one of the greatest things in my life without that without that happening for me without me losing everything my baby girl my daughter wouldn't have been born that's right with Sadie she's a hoot. <laughs> With Sadie, if she would have worked, continued to work at KOA, she would have never come to Hesperia. <laughs> she would have never met me, and we would have, we won't, you know, we wouldn't be here entertaining you week in and week out, you know, being silly and stupid and, and you know, just being who we are. Everything happens for a reason. That's right. It does. It does indeed. And you'll be able to laugh again like we do. You will. I promise. Just hang on. Just hang on. It sounds fucked up to say this, but there are really people in this world who are worse off than you are. 
They don't have a mom and st- or a dad and a stepmom to go and stay with. They they're out on the fucking street. And if you find yourself out on the fucking street someday, there's still people worse off than you are. And you gotta just keep telling yourself that. I'm not as bad off as I could be. Even if you really don't believe it, just tell yourself that anyhow. And eventually you'll start to believe it and eventually it'll start to be true. And, and I know I just have to have faith that you're, that you're gonna come out of this one way or another. Just don't give up. Yeah, because giving up is is giving in and and letting the devil have his way, and you don't want to do that. That's you know this is the, this is the only chance you got to make it right. Is this life? Use it to the very best that you can, and it'll all come out. Honest, it will. Desires meet my outside's limitations. Something has to give. I could go crazy or I could forgive myself. I've never been inclined toward being crazy. No. <laughs> a little loopy now and then, but not crazy. So I forgive me for not being able to to do a lot of the stuff I used to be able to do. And I used to want it, and I still would like to do. Right. You know, shit, I'd like to get up in the morning and, and spend seven hours cooking. Like I used to for Thanksgiving dinner and shit, but that ain't going to happen, and I know it's not going to happen, so I don't buy the turkey. I don't buy the pumpkin. I don't buy the stuffing. Well, actually, I do, but I don't try to do it all in one day. Right. Now it takes me a week to cook Thanksgiving dinner instead of a day. You know, and that self-forgiveness is liberating. You relieve yourself of the demands that you've put on yourself. You demand of yourself things that you don't have to. We all do. Whether we got that from mom and dad or we got it from watching other people that we think are better than we are or what, I don't know. But we put demands on ourselves that we don't have to. You don't owe anybody any money. What the fuck? Who do you answer to? Just you and your wife and your children. That's it. And if you're, if you're present to yourself you understand understand the term being present to yourself if you're present to yourself and you're present to your wife and your children and your situation with them what the fuck more should you have to be that's heavy i know i'm known for that (laughs) heavy's where i came from 60s what can i tell you of course, it was a little easier then. We used to smoke dope while we talked like this. But well, I'll be right back. Give me, <laughs> <you go. laughs> what was that? Next door. What was that lighter sound I heard? No, but I mean, really. Right. When when you come down to it, who who are you doing it for? Me. Now, why are you doing it? That's the next question. Self gratification. Or self approval. Oh, you're going deep into psyche, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And so, can you learn to approve of yourself even when you don't do something? Can you learn to approve of yourself because you stood out in the backyard and looked up at the fluffy clouds for an hour and a half? And enjoyed it. 
Can you learn to approve of yourself because you got in the shower and spent 20 minutes in the in the shower not washing, just standing there because it felt good? <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> Can you learn to approve of yourself? Let yourself go. Let yourself be. Let yourself be without an accomplishment. To to bolster yourself to yourself. I'm sure I can. I know that would. I suggest you start trying to do that. That would be my offering to you. Learn not to do. Learn not to be productive. And appreciate. The fact that you can actually not do something for an hour and approve of yourself in spite of it. You just said something that it just clicked with me, and I, I never. And when you said, "I'm like, holy fuck, I am." I I've never, I swear to God, I've never thought about this. I am literally productive seven days a week, aren't I? Yeah, I I I think that to some degree, I think you're driven. To produce, to feel correct. I can give you the story if you really want to hear it. It does. You don't have to. If you know the story, if you understand what I'm saying, you know where that's coming from. It's like someone has shackled you. Someone had, did you ever see Les Mis? The new one with Hugh not Jackman? The new one, no, no. Jesus, you gotta see that movie. There's, uh, the opening scenes are, uh, of him, well, I think it's opening scenes, early on in the movie anyway, are scenes of him, uh, along with, you know, umpteen thousand other guys, and they're like attached to this thing, and they're pulling it, and it's making a ship go somewhere, and, they're they're manacled to this thing they and there's no way out they have to do this thing if they don't the guy overhead has got a gun trained on him and he's going to shoot their ass and they'll haul them away and put somebody else in their place right that's what you seem like to me sometimes you seem manacled to your Life to your way of life, you're 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 attached to it in a way you can't break free from it, and you're you're you're. It's like you think someone's overhead is going to shoot you and drag your body off and replace you with somebody else or something. I don't know what, but you do, and I know you do. I can see it in your eyes. It's. I come from a very long list of failures, people failures. And I came to a point, and in fact, I, I kind of brought this up when I was talking with my mom over, you know, when we were talking about seeing red. Mm-hmm. When I got into high school, uh, well, I don't talk about this much, but I actually dropped out of high school for about six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I decided it was time for me to get my shit back together, I had, I had to earn like 135 credits. Right. I remember you tell, you told us that just, I think last week. And actually. You know, in the state of California, you have to have 220 to graduate. Right. 
I was told that's impossible. <laughs> you are not going to earn two and a half years of credits in one year. Now, I could have gone that route. I could have been the welfare trash. I could have been the the speedhead or the pothead or, but that's a shame from my family lineage that burns deep. And I don't know why it burns so deep, but it burns. And to the point where I get goosebumps thinking about it. I know artists that are just so amazing in my family. They could be working for Walt Disney, but they'd rather smoke the dope. I know writers who would put me to shame. But they'd rather sit back and have kids and, and live on welfare. And these are family members and you're this talking about. And this is my legitimate family blood members. And something inside me to this day says, no, no, you will not be like that. You will not be like them. You will succeed not only in everything that you do, but you will succeed in life. And that's my drive. That's my just go, go, go. Because I am not like them. I will not be like them. And I cannot be like them. I get what you're saying. Let me, let me back you up. Okay. Three sentences. You said you'll, you'll succeed at everything you do. You'll succeed at life. And I propose to you that the two are not synonymous. Meaning, I could succeed at life, but I don't have to succeed at every single thing I do. Exactly. It's okay to fail now and then, just like it's okay to be tired now and then. It's okay not to do everything exactly the way you thought you were going to do. Because somewhere along the line, it's going to cost you more than it's worth to do that thing, to get it done the way you thought it needed to be done. And then you've got to look back and go, well, I got that done. Yeah, but at what cost? Right. What did it cost you to do that? Sometimes being a success in life means knowing when it's okay to fail. I've had my failures. We all have. And the fact that you come from a long line of fuck-ups doesn't mean you're going to be one if you don't do everything that you start, if you don't accomplish everything you set out to do, if you don't do everything perfectly. doesn't mean that at all. At all. Right. And furthermore, you're accomplishing everything you accomplish isn't going to fix them. Right. Either. They're still going to be the fuck-ups they are, because that's their row. If you look at your life and theirs like a field, okay, you're hoeing away on your little row, and down the line's dad, and down the line's uncle, and down the line's granddad, and down the line's mother, and down the line's auntie, and whoever the fuck else in your family. Right. <clears throat> and you're you're hoeing away, and you're getting your hoe. Your row hoed, okay? The weeds aren't there. You're getting it ready to plant. And everything's cool. And you look back over your shoulder, and all the rest of them are sitting on their asses, smoking dope and jo joking and having babies and waiting for the welfare check. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you have to speed up and hoe your row faster. You're hoeing your row. Just keep hoeing your row. That's all you have to do. And when you get to the end of the row, you'll have your row hoed. They'll still be back there because that's their choice. They chose not to hold their row. That's okay. You can't bring them along with you. You can't fix them. You can't inspire them by, because they're just going, oh, that son of a bitch, he always gets his <laughs> row hoed, you know, fuck him. That's exactly what they're going to be thinking. Right. Okay? So you, you don't even need to consider a redemptive relationship with them. It ain't going to happen. Trust me. I've hoed rows beside fuck-ups, too. Okay? But you can hoe your row. And you can do it at your own speed. It doesn't matter. Nobody else, you know, they're all sitting on their asses anyhow. Nobody's sitting there going, well, he's going his row very fast. You know, they're going, ah, the show-off. Got his fucking row hoed already. Okay. okay. All right. So let's do... Let's do Sadie's first. Um, I really... You read it to me last week, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, she already read, wrote all that, you know. So it, it seemed like it was fairly easy to write for you, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't take very long. Well, it's only four pages, and it's big letters. You know, I use big type so I can see what I'm right. writing. <coughs> uh, Excuse me. Once it's printed out, but yeah, it's only four pages, very short. And it's. Do you want me to? The whole thing. Yeah, go ahead. Read the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. And we'll see how that works. We have we have uh, people going in and out of the room at the time, and we'll just work around that. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> opens in a hallway with shoji doors lining both sides of the length of a hallway, equaling the total of ten doors. Outside each door stands a perfectly dressed and coiffed geisha with eyes cast toward the floor. Mama-san, the madam, is off-screen behind our view. No one moves as she speaks. Ladies, today is a special day for our house. The most honorable samurai, Lord Ayotnam, and his men will be arriving soon. It will be the duty of each of you to offer the men their heart's desire. As usual, you will anticipate that desire even before they themselves can envision it. It is our Lord Ayotnam's preference that you will wait here until he and his men have been ushered into the inner room and the first of the sake has been served by the servant girls. You will then enter and kneel in a small group in front of our Lord. It is his desire that you allow him to gaze into each of your faces. And so for this reason, you will not kneel with foreheads to the floor as you might otherwise for any other respected lord. You will face him squarely and may even smile if you feel moved to do so. Lord Ayotnam will select for his own use as many of you as he pleases to favor. He will then direct the rest of you to join each of his men as he sees fit. Are there any questions? Not a sound is heard in the hallway. Then Mama-san speaks again. Nobuko, I would speak with you privately. 
The geisha, standing in front of the first shoji door, nods and daintily steps forward until she is standing in front of Mama-san, her head bowed. Hi, Mama-san. Nobuko, because you were the first to join me in this house, you are Ishiban Geisha. You are also the only one of my ladies who has ever laid eyes on Lord Eyotnam. You have, in fact, seen him at his best and at his worst. I am certain that you remember what a gentle consort he can be. I am also certain that you remember some of his men may not be so noble in their behavior. Therefore, if you should notice any of them beginning to show signs of belligerence, you will at once intervene and protect the reputation of our house by redirecting the offender's attentions to yourself. Am I clearly stating your duties, Nobuko? Hi, Mama-san, hi. Thank you, Nobuko. Oh, one more thing before you take your place. We see only Mama-san's perfectly painted lips near Nobuko's ear. Mama-san cackles as she whispers into Nobuko's ear. Just between you and me, if it were up to me, I would gladly condone castration of such an insolent son of a pig. I would, in fact, assist you in that effort. But alas, such is the lot of the geisha, as she must always leave her own needs behind the shoji door of her heart. Nobuko steps back to her doorway and again casts her gaze to the floor. Mama-san speaks to the rest of the ladies with one last bit of advice. I charge each of you to remember the importance of everything you will do tonight. Keep in mind that the offense, real or perceived, will mean as much to our house... Will, <coughs> sorry, will mean... Uh, let me back up. I charge each of you to remember the importance of everything you will do tonight. Keep in mind that any offense, real or perceived, will mean much more to our house. I'm going to do this one more time. Take three. I charge each of you to remember the importance of everything you will do tonight. Keep in mind that any offense, real or perceived, will mean much more than our house losing its reputation. It will mean that each of us, from me down to the lowliest servant here, will be with our ancestors before we can even feel the slice of the offended samurai's blade. As always, I will be nearby, should you need any of my expertise. Mama-san's silks rustle as she leaves the women without another word. The hallway is silent as the geishas exchange furtive glances of fear. So except for the couple of boo-boos, though, that one, that's that one. That, that that's was... number one. I really, <laughs> I do like that. I like the fact how you've kind of entwined, no, no pun intended about what we were just talking about, <laughs> but how you, you entwined... What we were talking about, about, you know, true samurai cultures and, mm. and how, you know, you, you kind of brought that into that piece. And, and, um, I, I like the shift in your voice when you, the <laughs> Mama-san gets the ear. I, I do like it that may too. It may not have been all that good when I did it, but that's kind of what I wanted to do was, was to, to give the, the personal, I wanted to express the, the personal relationship, the, the whispered personal relationship between her and Nobuko, uh, where she feels free to actually let down her hair, so to speak. Right. And, and voice that admonition, kind of, or, well, it's not really an admonition, but express the way she feels about it, where she wouldn't say that to the rest of the women. She would only, she only says it to, 
Nobuko because they're they the, were the first girls in the house, so to speak. Right. And and because of that, they have a a relationship that is separate and above the relationship he ha- she has with the rest of the the women in the house. So that was kind of the. And and where thinking. did you just pull that out? Did you just came out of nowhere, or did you what? kind of sample it from something that what? you saw? What that you're seeing? The whole thing, you mean? Yeah. I don't know how to answer that question. What do you, I'm not sure what you're asking. Did you create that off just off the top of your head, or did you? Yeah. Where else? Yeah, see, what, like where else that. would I get that? I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. I guess I'm being uh, ultra dense. I don't. No, it's all right. I mean, I just sat down and started hacking it out. Well, <clears throat> for a moment before I started writing, mm-hmm. I did think about what kind of a scene did I want? Because you and I had talked about um, this briefly, the setup for for your scene that you wrote, right? Where he's out there. Uh, she's outside. He's outside, and so on. Um, and I knew that was kind of what you were thinking for yours, so I didn't want to do the same thing. I didn't want right. to have it be, okay, here's my version of that same scene versus your version of that same scene. Right. Um, and so I thought, well, what else, what other circumstances could there be where the two of them, or, well, actually, he isn't even involved <laughs> in the conversation, but where she is there, um... And then that one just sort of. It's very well done. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, for, for what we're about to read, this is my piece, and I actually wrote it in script format. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna just kind of give people the, instead of reading, you know, what the animators to draw. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna give them a brief scene. I'll tell them, you know, focus on the eyes or something like that, but I'm not going to go into super long detail okay, okay. about, you know, um, for example, um, this scene opens up, it's a fade in to a Yotnom and Hiroshimo, they're walking up a dirt road, and as they're walking up a dirt road, you see them coming closer to this little village, it's nothing spectacular, um, and as they get closer, they realize that there's merchants on each side, and they're selling. And it kind of strikes a Yotnom, interestingly, because for how small the village is, there's lots of products, different variety of products being sold. So Not everybody's selling sweet potatoes. Right. Right, okay. So that kind of like, oh, that's, that's kind of neat. Yeah. And... um you know, and everybody seems to be enjoying the whole process of the the consumer, um, fuck, what's the word I'm looking? Merchant consumer process. Okay. okay. And then you know he sees the little boys; they're running around, they're playing. Right. And that that kind of just makes them happy. Right. You know, because where he's from, it's all about killing people. Right. But here now, and at this moment, it's not. It, right. You know, what he does for a living is totally. Out of their mind, uh, he's on a day off, right? Essentially, yeah. Even though they're they're traveling to the Fujita clan palace, but this is where they have to go through, right? I just before we start, I just had a nasty thought. Yes. Well, you're going to be reading a a Yotnam 
his dialogue. Yes. Are you going to read Mama Sans too? No, you are. Oh, well, then how you, because we have one copy. No, we don't. Oh, do I have a copy? Oh, yeah. Duh. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'm all there now. Okay. So, as they're walking there and, um, let's see, now, now I'm actually looking at the script. What I just right, told you was right, just all out of memory. Right. Now I'm looking at the script. Uh, let's see. They're, they're walking up a dirt road and they sell the children. And it's a, it's a close up on a Vietnam. He cracks a smile. And then off scene, you hear this voice. It, go ahead. Pardon me, Master Samurai. And a Yotnam turns his head to see who's calling him off scene. Then it's a cut to, and then you see a woman. Um, she's standing there in, in front of this building with a sign next to her. She's wearing a Komoda. Is that right? Komoda? Kimono. Kimono. Um, and the sign next to her, I, I'm going to try to pronounce it. It's, I believe it's Bushihan Yodo, Yado, which is actually Japanese for brothel. I think it's Baishun. Yado. Bashun? Bai. Bai. Shun. Yado. Yado. But that's the actual, that's the actual pronunciation. Pros- yeah. I think. My Japanese, my English, um, version of Japanese English, because this is really Japanese English. Right, right. As opposed to calligraphy. Um, I, it's no, the calligraphy fairly good. Blocked oh, fairly out. good. So, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I'm right, but I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, it means brothel. Right? Mm hmm. Okay. You and your friend appear tired and weary. May I interest you in some relaxation? With one of my beautiful geishas. A Yotnam walks past the madam. She decides to travel alongside them. So what's happening is they're walking. And she's and not giving up. No, she, she's Hell going up. right along with them. No thanks. We're not here for pleasure. That might be, Master Samurai. But pleasure's always here for you. Not interested. And this okay. shot... Even though you see the three of them walking down the road, the mm-hmm. shot is a Yolt Gnome and Hiroshimo actually go blurry, and it's more focused on the madam. I know you must be in need of a woman's company, Master Samurai, even if it's for a few minutes. No. Well, perhaps not for you, but what about your young friend? A Yolt Gnome and Hiroshimo stop. The madam backs away slightly in fear. I'm sorry, Master Samurai. I mean no offense. I, I'm only trying to... How much for the boy? Uh, where do we go? Oh, ten real. The close-up of a Yotnom. He slowly reaches for his katana. Uh, I, I mean seven. Seven real. A Yotnom slowly pulls his <coughs> katana from the scabbard. Just enough blade to, is showing for the madam to see. Five, 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 five real for the young man. Deal. What? That was Hiroshima, by the way. <laughs> Medium angle. Um, a Yotnam's hand hands golden coins to the madam. And unfortunately, because of my printer, I lost that half. It looks like who now appears to be pleased with a huge smile spread across her face. Here. 
And be gentle. It's his first time. Oh, thank you, Master Samurai. My sincere thanks. I know the perfect geisha for him. After you're finished, meet me at the sake bar across the way. Uh, that was a, I should say her, Hiroshima. Just because Hiroshima. my boy, because I'm doing Hiroshima. the Hiroshima. Yeah. Um, well, because he's shocked. Yeah. You yeah, know, because yeah. he wasn't expecting that. Right. Uh, so he's, After, he's oh, like, he's, uh, I, or actually goes, I, uh. Yeah. Come, young man, you can't keep a good time waiting. Hey, hey, whoa! And then you're going to focus on a Yotnum. Saying have fun. Have yeah. fun. <laughs> a Yotnum cracks a grin and walks off scene. Cool. And cut. And uh, and the madam drags the <laughs> somewhat terrified but willing participant along with her. I've seen two movies. And I actually, I think I'm going to start with the movie. Now, you've known me for, we're going on 11 years now. Mm. And it is very hard for me to, what's the word I'm looking for? I wasn't insulted, I was offended. Mm. And it was just, the offense level actually kept me watching. Really? Yes. What, what was this? It was called God Bless America. Hmm. Who's that? Just, it was, it was a, like, I think it was a Lion Gate movie, but it was pretty much unknown actors. Yeah. And it, it starts with this man, he's laying in bed, and he's, obviously, he's he's in the bedroom, and he can hear uh, a baby crying. And they shoot over to the next, you know, next room, and you find out, you know, he's in an the apartment, and they have paper-thin walls. Mm-hmm. And he's laying there, and he's talking about his insomnia, and how he don't feel good, and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes into this daydream, as it were. And it, it shoots to him, and while he's daydreaming, he grabs a, a shotgun, he breaks down next his next-door neighbor's door, he shoots the husband, and he shoots the baby, and then he shoots the wife. Now, Gee, what a nice guy. Instantly, <laughs> after the point of shooting, pretty much erupting the baby with the shotgun, I was very offended. Um, as a writer... And I think you, you're going to agree with this. As a writer, there's things that you just don't cross. Well, you don't need to. You don't need to. He could have shot the crib legs out or something. He didn't have to shoot the kid. Right. And Especially not if he's upset. Was he upset because the baby was making noise? Yeah. Move. Which was interesting because <laughs> when I thought... Get another I, apartment. Well, when, when I was... Watching this, and he was talking about, well, they're they're no good parents, and they're just lazy beats, and oh well, okay. and, and I, I was he doesn't get to be judge and jury. But my 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 thoughts went to this and executioner, this screenwriter, whoever's writing this script, yeah. is not a parent, has never been a parent. Well, even if they were, he's not. He's lazy. Yes, he's a lazy writer. You know, it's too easy to write something like that. So, That's garbage. so garbage. he goes to work and he's having these head, headaches and, and in the process of going to work, he's talking to his ex-wife. Wait a minute. Okay. Gap. Yes. There is a gap in the movie. Shot the people. That was a fantasy. Oh, he didn't really shoot them. No. Oh, I thought he really shot no, them. No, no. It was a fantasy. He wanted to yeah. shoot them. Well, okay. Let me, after he blows the baby into smithereens and he shoots the wife. It shoots back to him or cuts back to him 
laying in bed, and he's got a big old smile on his face, you know, oh, thinking about okay. that. And then it cuts away to him. He's walking down the street. He's in a suit and tie. Right. He's talking on the cell phone to his ex-wife, right. saying that he's demanding to see his daughter, which his daughter is like, I don't want anything to do with your psycho ass. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, now we, we figured out this point that this guy is the main character in the movie. Interesting enough, he's not a protagonist. He's an antagonist. Because you don't, you don't like him. I, I did not connect with his character at all through the movie. In fact, I'll jump ahead a little bit and to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I, I leaned up to, to push stop mm-hmm. is when the movie ended. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. It might have been maybe a little over, maybe 65, 70 minutes total. I think I probably would have pushed it sooner <clears throat> than that, but anyway. So. He's, the the daughter wants nothing to do with him, and he's having these headaches, and he's in his office, and he's talking about American Idol, and how people are stupid because, you know, uh, people are just lazy, and that's, you know, they the only reason why you have shows like American Idol is because you get up there and ridicule the people that can't sing. It's not really based on the people that can sing. And he's going back and forth to the guy sitting behind him at his desk. And during this process, he's getting loud, he's yelling. Well, his supervisor comes out, calls him in the office, and he gets fired just because of cutbacks in the company. So from that point, he's walking back. It cuts away from him being fired to now he's walking back down the street, and he's holding his head, and then all of a sudden it shoots to him sitting in, in this older guy. He's got a cell phone. He's cussing. He's talking. He's ranting, and, and there's no coherent dialogue he's just like yeah fuck you yeah yeah fuck him blow him you know and then it cuts to him sitting across the desk from him and he's just sitting there looking at him and you're like what what's going on you know i i don't know i don't i you know i can't read the character's mind i i i'm not psychic i, I haven't seen the script i have no clue what's going on and so after the guy gets done cussing him out cussing whoever's out on the phone he hangs up and he's like okay um, you have a brain tuber. You're going to die in like six weeks or some shit like that. And he turns the laptop around and shows him this really shitty looking MRI image. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, to me, it looked like someone took, you know, a, pulled up MRI of the head image on Google, mm-hmm. took a, an eraser, mm-hmm. you know, erased out a, a white spot so it looked like there's a tumor in the head. Well, he said, he figured, well, if he's going to die anyway in the next six weeks, he's just going to go on a killing spree. I have seen this movie. You have. Finally got to a part I recognized. Is this where he picks up the girl and takes her on the killing yes. spree with it? Yes, I've seen this movie. I have seen this movie. It was weird. It was. I'll give you that. It was weird. I don't remember that I was offended by it, uh, but I don't remember that much about it anyhow. I remember the part about he, for whatever his reasons were, he didn't have anything to lose. And then for somehow he picked up the girl because, oh, she went and blew somebody away. And so, and he watched her do it. Right. And so, because she blew away somebody she didn't like and he watched her do it. And so they hooked up and went on a killing spree. Yeah. yeah. And it was just. That was a weird movie. You're right. And to be honest with you, it just felt like. It was a waste of time. I, I just mm-hmm. felt ripped off. I really yeah, did. Yeah, especially as it does progress. I do remember that it was very bloody at the end, and it uh, and most of the the uh, murders that occurred were sort of pointless to they were, whatever they were story senseless. there was. There wasn't much of a story anyway. 
was, you know, it was, I think maybe, you know, to cut him some slack, the author may have been playing with the idea of, well, if you knew you were going to die, you know, what would you do? Right. And I guess some part of his psyche decided it'd be fun to go and kill a bunch of people. Whoever he kills, just because nobody can do anything to him because he's going to die anyhow. Which is sort of a fucked way to look at things. You know, if that, if that's really something he wants to do. Right. And the only thing that's keeping him from doing it is the fact that he's not dying from a brain tumor. Then that's sure somebody I don't want to know too much. I and, don't know. It was just a messed up idea. Another thing that I think because it came out in 2012, um, or was it 2013? Yeah, 2013. We're in 2014. Sorry, folks. I still haven't got oh, the transition yeah, year either. transition over yet. Me too either. Yeah. So, and there was a part where him and and the little girl, which that kind of bothered me as well. Yeah, that, that was, that, that was, the little girl was in her teens. Yes. Not a little girl, little to us, but she was, uh, their, their association was questionably appropriate. Right. Um, there was a scene in a movie theater where they get up and they just start blowing people away. Yeah. Yeah. And that was obviously shot before the 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 massacre, you know, when right. Batman came right. out of the massacre. Right. And I was looking, and it was released around probably a month or two after the massacre, the yeah. real massacre. Yeah. And I, I thought that was such in bad taste. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. It is. And, it, and when they actually filmed it relationship-wise to that situation, I don't know. I don't know how close they came together. But... It, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it, it was, it was something that could have wound up on the cutting room floor. I think the whole thing. No, but, and that's what I mean. The whole thing. And nobody would be, uh, no one could feel slighted. <laughs> I know. I, I agree with you. It was, it was offensive and, um, ridiculously unnecessary. I think that was it. Yeah. There, I like. I look for a movie, and I'm sure you do too, or or a book, or a play, or whatever, to convey something, in you know, some to give me something to think about that I haven't ever, and right. this didn't. This just reaffirmed my uh, distaste for that, and I wouldn't even call that a genre. No, actually, at least I would hope it's not a genre. You know, well, yeah, you could say, what do they call that? Um, snuff films. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, it's real close to a snuff film in 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 terms of what you get out of it. Now, you know. and and let me just throw this out here to the listeners: is I'm not opposed to gratuitous violence. I mean, one oh, of yeah, my me one too. of my favorite movies is Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I love Pulp yeah. Fiction, and it's full of it. Fast and Furious, you know, there's lots of pounding going on. Inglorious Bastards, which I actually own that one. I don't, but you know, there's there's lots of anyone can think of any movie that they've ever seen that has that in it, and say, well, it, you know, it was it seemed right at the time, but this <clears throat> didn't. It didn't convey anything to me now, and it didn't to you. No, and you and I are very alike in many ways but not necessarily 100%. Right. So, 
you know, it would be interesting to to hear uh, if any of the uh, movie crit critics have critiqued this production. It would be interesting to see what they have to say about it. Maybe, maybe there's something we're missing. Now, <clears throat> how do I go about this? Uh, again, I was still, I was searching, and I was reading this thing about Kanye, and then it said something about the disciples of Kanye. I'm like, what the fuck? Do you remember the name of his current album? Yeah, that, I was just going to say that Jesu thing or whatever the hell. Jesus? Uh, yeah. Jesus? Well, the disciples of Kanye have formed a legitimate religion. I don't know if you can peek you, over here. You can do that very easily these days. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, whatever. It is Yeezyanity, the Church of <sighs> Jesus. And at first when I seen this, I'm like, bullshit. I call bullshit. And I certain no, it's 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 real. It probably is. And um I'm here and you can go to yeezyanity.com to investigate this yourself. And spell it for them so they can cuz it's not spelled. Oh, yeezyanity? Uh-huh. It's y e e z i a n i t y.com. There you go. Okay. Okay, and we're currently... For a nominal see. fee, you could probably join. <laughs> oh, my gosh. People people do some of the craziest things. You know, I, people have so much more time on their hands <laughs> than they need most of the time. And, and they, you know, <clears throat> if they would use that time to really help any situation that they could toss their hat out the window and hit, It'd be so much better, but no, let's, I know what, let's form a church for, oh, oh but it gets better. We are, we are going to go through this website, boys and girls. We're going to start at the beginning and we're going to go to the end. Why? Because I've already been there. And each little tab is fucking hysterical. So we all start with going to a website. What do we do? We hit the about button because we want to know what it's about, right? If we don't already know, yeah. <clears throat> you really want to know. Get my best narration voice going on. Okay. This is the about section. We are forward-minded group who believe that the one who calls themselves Jesus is the highest living human being and he will help help to usher in a new age of humanity. We believe that the days where mankind must trade his labor for money in order to buy things he needs is coming to an end. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they wish. We believe. Only as long as welfare is active. <laughs> yeah. We believe that a new age is beginning where all people will unlock, unlock their creative powers and <clears throat> competitive struggle for money and power will no longer be necessary. We are called the disciples. <laughs> this is page one, yeah, folks. And, and excuse me, but is okay when they said the first part there. They said, "What was that first 
sentence or two. Read that back again. The very first one? Uh-huh. The we are forward we are a forward minded group who uh -huh. believes that the one who calls himself Yeezus. Okay, is who the... are they referring to? Kanye? Kanye. He calls himself Yeezus. Or and, Yeezus. They, and they think Kanye is gonna fix it so nobody has to work for a living anymore? Yeah. yeah. What's he gonna do? Give everybody his money? <sighs> oh wait, I forgot. We won't need money. Yes. We're just some how are we gonna get the stuff? You know, like they say in the jerk, <laughs> it's not the money, <laughs> it's, it's the, the stuff. stuff. How <laughs> How how are we going to get the stuff in the house? <laughs> it, yeah, that actually doesn't explain. Oh, wait a minute. That might be where faith comes in. Do yes. we talk about faith in here? Uh, let's see. We are called the Yeesciples. Our membership is entirely <laughs> open and non-exclusive. We allow a Yeesciple to become a member of the Yeezyanity as well as any other spiritual practice of their choosing. And including some of the best, Christianity, Buddhism, Islam, and Taoism. Taoism. Taoism, okay. In fact, we encourage disciples to explore and consider the tendons of any other spiritual ideas they feel to be, or to feel attracted to. <clears throat> well, that way they don't have to do anything. Okay, so that's cool. Now we're going to get the stuff. Yeah. Cut to the chase. I want to know how I'm going to get the stuff before I join. <laughs> how am I going to get the stuff? Our members. And how are they going to get the IRS off my ass? Yeah, really. You know the IRS <laughs> is just chomping at the bit to find a legal way to tax barterism. You know that. Oh, yes. So this is going to be like a different form of barterism. If if nothing else, it'll be an exchangeism. Okay. Right. The IRS is going to find a way to tax it, and they're not going to settle for a sack of potatoes as payment. I'm no. telling you. <laughs> Sorry, no. It ain't going to happen. They will value it. They will tax it. It says, our numbers are growing by the day. Oh, I'll bet. Let's we see. Will we not... had one yesterday. <laughs> we got two today. I was going to say the next, uh -huh. but the next line says, "We will not disclose their magnitude." No, but, I wouldn't. Either. But chances are, <laughs> they are a magnitude of ten larger than what you would estimate they are. Oh, so there's twelve instead of two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> chances are. To see instructions. <laughs> Oh, to well. to see instructions on how to join Yeezyanity, <laughs> click the instructions here. And it's very easy. All you have to do to join Yeezyanity mm -hmm. is hold up a picture that says, I believe in Yeezus. <laughs> Take a picture of yourself. Of Kanye? Mm -hmm. A picture of Kanye? No, uh, just something that says, I believe in oh. Yeezus. Oh, oh, oh. I thought it said a picture. Okay. Yeah. And post it on Facebook, Instagram. Or Twitter, and that's how you become a member. Hmm. That is the end of page one. That's the end of the about? That's the end of the about. Hmm. <clears throat> Tab number two, kids, is our Savior. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Okay. It's... uh. Oh, okay, here we go, folks. <clears throat> His real name is never to be spoken. <laughs> what, lightning going to strike me? <laughs> I can't say Kanye West? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Oh, fuck you. 
Anyway, go ahead. He is he is known to us only as Jesus. That's such a simple to name in the first place. Couldn't they have gotten something with a little more Oops. Yeah, meat to it? Jesus? I mean, well, I know they're taking off on his record name or whatever the hell, but I, I right. didn't even think that had a decent name. That no. was kind of fucked up. He must have done that when he was stoned and it sounded good. You know how Probably, like, remember, yeah. you, you remember being stoned. Oh, absolutely. Just remember how everything sounded really intelligent. And yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. Until you're sober and, and then you're like, oh, fuck. when you're straight again, you're like, honest to God, I, I, <laughs> I thought that. Did I fucking really? What the hell was I on? Yeah. Oh, well, anyway. <clears throat> he has shown us the modern world, the creative potential. Wait of- a minute. He fucking works for a living. He buys shit with, with money. What are they talking about? <laughs> Don't. What are they on, and why don't they just package it and distribute it for free? Oh, my gosh. Oh, fuck me. All right. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, mm. Okay, let me get my composure again. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah, this deserves just tons of fucking composure. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm there. Okay, okay. here we go. Mm. He has shown the modern world the creative potential of human beings. And he serves as a living model for behavior and ethics. And then, you know how, like, there's a picture of Jesus with the halo? Mm-hmm. This picture of him with the, the halo. Halo on, on <clears throat> his name shall not be spoken. And that's, that's it. It's kind of like purple. What, I mean, what was it? the man, the, the, what did they call him for a while? Prince. Oh, Prince. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The one who was called Prince or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love Prince, okay? Prince is a very talented guy. I like Prince. Honestly, <laughs> I really do. I think that, that name thing was a little fucked for a while. But he got, I think he sort of saw the... Ramifications? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and in fairness to Kanye, uh-huh. he probably has nothing to do with all this crap he he will not in, in fact there's um <laughs> in one of the news articles about this they've tried to reach him his representative and him and they're, they're, how have they done it if they can't speak his name? <laughs> <laughs> uh is the one whose name shall not be spoken there <laughs> let me see who the fuck would that be <laughs> you know you know <laughs> the one <laughs> It's going to make it really complicated uh, <laughs> to do business, uh, churchy business, with uh, the one whose name will not be spoken. Oh, that could be anybody. <laughs> Hello. Oh, this is the man. This is the man who won't be spoken name in the house. Hello. But no, then, it's fucked up. <laughs> that was the end of our savior tab. Yes, if I was going to say it was we get together each and every week. I'm trying to remember how to say this because it's been a long time since I've We don't have to say it, it the same way. Oh, sure. You knew. I have, different. I have you OCD. You have, I know you have OCD, but shake it off. Shake it off. Do it differently. I mean, let's face it. The first time you did it, you hadn't done it before. So what's the difference? That's true. See? All right. Some <laughs> fucker died and, he's a, and he was semi-famous. And we get together and we talk about, you know. S-F-F. <laughs> D. <laughs> semi fucker. Semi famous fucker death. Okay. Here we go. So ends our SFFD section. <laughs> of, I like 
like that. I think we should call it the SFFD section of our podcast. Semi-famous fucker who died? Yeah, I think it's perfect. <laughs> or maybe croaked. Croaked might be better. Yeah, SFFC. Mm. The SFFC department. That sounds official. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it too. Okay, now we have a new section. Okay, so anyway, um, so we have Gwyneth Paltrow and Joan Rivers. They get into an argument. And prepare yourself, because there is some really strong, strong language used. Uh, And what had happened was... Oh, I better close my ears. Yes. Yeah. Because they... uh, It starts with Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers was talking, and and somehow, you know, they were talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. And and, uh, Joan Rivers says, well... I really don't care for, for Gwyneth Paltrow because she acts like she has a stick up her rear end. This is quote unquote. That's some, ah. that's some fight well, word right there. You know, Joan can slay it. So. Yeah. so then immediately, which was interesting enough that it was the exact same day that Gwyneth Paltrow had an interview with another show. I think it was The View or something like that. So. And they were talking about Botox. And her immediate, she just latched on that. And she's like, well, I had a bad experience with Botox before because I had it once and I had a reaction and I looked like Joan Rivers. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. I, just, uh, those are just yeah, dirt. Dukes are flying here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we, we have to, uh, to kind of sit back and, and watch to see what happens next. Okay. Because, you know, I, those I, are just some hardcore All fighting. I know is jo- nobody makes more fun of Joan Rivers and her plastic surgery than Joan Rivers. This is true. And, in fact, she's basically making a living out of it now. It's almost like, uh, what's her face, who's since passed on? Phyllis Dilly. Phyllis Dilly I, also yeah. made fun of her looks. That's her a, yeah, that's a generation before me. So, okay, well, she, so is Joan Rivers, for that matter, but uh-huh. she's well-preserved. So well, so is Phyllis actually yeah Let's see yeah. now here's here this is something new kids okay this is actually some i'm in a new dilemma we're actually at uh, 100 well we're at one hour and eight minutes yeah i can talk slower if it helps i still have all of that on my list wow so let's see where do i want to go next let's go Pick out the really best parts or do them all. We've got nowhere to go in all that liquor. Ernie won't be home until 11.15. Been fed me a oh, sandwich earlier, so I'm good. The grocery store closes at 10. <laughs> yeah, I haven't eaten so yet. Oh, yeah. We may not yeah. make that, so. Oh. Okay. Oh. So. Wow. Well, we can go tomorrow I'll on do. your way out. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll wrap things up here for Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next one is with Lindsay Lohan, my Dear favorite crack whore oh, head. Yeah. Sure, sure. Is she still wearing a thing on her foot? Or is she all done with that? Okay. She's done. Okay. No, she, yeah. yeah, you did tell me that last time. Yeah. Uh, what had happened is they say that she finally fell off the wagon. Yes, uh, she was at Coachella last week. She was week. on? Yes, she was sober for like, oh. The Beebs was at Coachella too, because yes. I heard the guy uh, saying, how was Coachella? Yes. Yeah. What, was yeah. that? what was going on in Coachella? There's music festival. Music, music festival. festival. Yeah, it's a big thing. And uh, with all the kids. They, they said that I, I wish I was there. People were people <laughs> spotted Lindsay 
uh, barely being able to stand. She was sending her assistants to go get vodka shots for all her and her friends. And I'll just get a bottle. Yeah, really. Didn't she have like her own tent or her own trailer or something? Probably. Yeah. But the worst case, this is worse than actually falling off the wagon because you can always jump back on. You know, you can have just a bad day. But the bad news for her is the news went to Oprah. Uh-oh. And Oprah... Oh, shit. She just talked to Oprah the other day. Oprah is, Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oprah runs her reality TV show on her own network. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, Lindsay Lohan, whatever. Oh. Well, okay. Oprah got this, the word, and she's like, well, after we finish this season, which is finishing in, like, the next two weeks, that's it. You lose yeah. your contract. Ooh. So now all those big bucks that Lindsay was making again is gone. This wouldn't be the first time, no. Though no. that Lindsay Lohan has passed up on money and fame due to her addiction problem. So. It, would, it wouldn't be in the, the this week. I was. Gonna, I was I'm sorry, say, I wasn't done. <laughs> I was gonna say it wouldn't be in the the single digit realm either. No, no. Yeah, she she's uh, she's pissed on that pole many times. So when they they found her and asked her, and they're like. Uh, I, I <laughs> and that was her official statement. That that very very good wow. low hand too, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. No, I like that. No, I, no, I like that. I always oh, pictured well. her with a deep masculine voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's a shame. Sorry about it. Low. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think we're gonna end out on this. Okay. Uh, you know, everybody. You can always save the rest of those for next week. Yes. You know, every so often people get in in Hollywood, they want to remake something very special. So, the Soul Train. Do you remember the Soul Train? Sure. Uh, What was his name? Cornelius? Cornelius. Cornelius. I don't know. The one I'm thinking of isn't Soul Train. I'm thinking of what was the Disco Fever? No. Not to to sidetrack you. God forbid. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. I Soul Train. I didn't watch that much. Oh, I lied. There is one more that I have to. I have to cover tonight. Okay, okay. Because right. okay. and in fact, I'm going to use that as the closer. Okay. But anyway, so what's happening is they're going to reboot Soul Train for network for Broadway for Broadway. Yes. How Don Cornelius? Don Cornelius. I knew it was Cornelius. Don Cornelius. I am your host. The one I'm thinking of, Don Krishner. Remember Don Krishner's rock concert on like, at midnight on Saturday nights after Saturday Night Live. They had Don Kirshner. That was it. My bad. Don Kirshner's rock concert. Same thing, but I digress. <laughs> Soul Train on yes. Broadway. On Broadway. I, Don I yes. think. No, see, yeah, and Don Kirshner would go. So. Okay. so, what's going on is they're. The first thing's first. They had to figure out... Nobody peeking at the screen because the answer is on the screen. Okay, I can't see what that's well anyway. Neither can Bob. They they had to find out who owned Soul Train. Now, you would think it was Don Cornelius because he ran it for like 30-something years. And it was his. It was his creation. I have a guess already, but go ahead. Finish your thought. So, they they go to his estate and they're like, no, no, I said that off years ago. Right? So they're doing the research to find out who owns the rights to Soul Train. Who do you think it is? 
I think, and this is a complete stab in the dark just based on the time period and everything, that is Chuck Barris. What do you think, Sadie? Magic Johnson. Oh, I was this close. (laughs) (laughs) Really? One of those random, hey, I think I'm going to buy that. Sure, sure. Probably grew up watching it. Magic Johnson owns Soul Train. So they. Amazing. It was probably on sale. Yes, they obtained the rights to. uh, On eBay uh, or what? Yeah, I'm sure you can. (laughs) And so now they are in. Pre-production to bring Soul Train to Broadway. I don't yeah, know how. It's that's what work. I was just gonna ask. How do you? What do you do? But I mean, they can. Basically, you got an open format. You can write anything you'd like. You could make any storyline that you wish. Yeah, that's kind of like um, just have a lot of colorfully dressed people spray. dancing, like hairspray on steroids. <clears throat> or, sure. Or living with the Cardassians. Oh. That's just like. Is that going to be a Broadway play too? If, if, God uh, forbid. <laughs> and speaking God. speaking of the Kardashians, we're going to close out on this. One. Must we? Yeah. <laughs> I hate the Kardashians. Uh, oh well. This gentleman, his yeah. name is Michael or Mike, a mess. Yeah. And appropriate. Mike a mess. Mike a mess. And uh. he has an interesting diagnosis problem. And that is the only time that he hears or sees any of the Cardassians, he physically gets ill and he throws up. This is not a joke. He literally becomes nauseated and he throws up. Now, if we back up. That would be a gut reaction. Here comes the, the interesting. Okay. here Because I've already looked into it. Because I was like, when I read it, I was like. Oh, that's bullshit. So I actually went to, like, WebMD, typed in, can this actually happen? Yes, it can happen. Yes. Uh, Mr. What's his name? A mess. Mike a mess. <laughs> um, he's very young. And during the process of him being in high school, this was uh, the years of sexuality. He was trying to figure out if he was straight or gay. And he was in denial. Hence the last name. Yes. <laughs> and he was in denial that he was gay. He said he was straight. And then this was during the time of the Kim Kardashian porn tape release. Okay. And he's like, okay, well, maybe I'll get something out of this. Well, he goes and he watches the Kim Kardashian sex tape. And he said it, it physically made him ill. And not just her now, but any of the Cardassians, he sees or hears the Cardassians, he chucks. I, wow. Here's a picture of him. That's Mr. Ames? Mm-hmm. Oh, you found him? Yeah, this he is looks to be dailymail.co.uk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. It looks to me like what he is... could look at the wall and throw up. But I could be wrong. <laughs> he, but he looks to be in the biz, as they say. Mm-hmm. Love the hair. Yes. Um, yeah. It, I actually, and I, I, I go there slowly because I don't remember this the particulars, but I have heard of somebody else having this affliction with another celebrity, and they weren't able to hear that person's voice without uh, having seizures of some kind or another. Really? Yes. Yes. Truly. Hmm. But 
what it makes me think of instantly is Seinfeld and Kramer, who couldn't uh, watch a commercial on TV without having seizures of some kind or another. Well, see, Kanye West and his response to this was like, that's fine, just don't talk to my wife, don't talk to my friends, don't talk to anybody, don't talk to yourselves. <laughs> that's, that's Kanye's response to everything. Sure. Yeah. sure. All right. Well, I, I sincerely want to thank you for coming. This was a very fun episode. Sure. I enjoyed it very, very much. I did. It was. So, I did good producing it, huh? Yes. yes. <laughs> Produced by. Do you get credit? <laughs> you, get pro- you get producer Production credit. Of... Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Co produced. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, we <laughs> Okay, I want before we get into the show, I've, I've got to talk about some things. Um, everybody knows that I've released a book because I've been talking about right, it for like right. two weeks straight. Right. If you go to um, the Jaisal Modcast, no, you know what? Fuck that. Go to my website, not my website, but my webpage on Twitter. I'm gonna post the code, okay? And this is for all you cheap bastards. <laughs> Okay, that don't want to spend nine ninety five for a book, cheap motherfuckers. Go and you'll get a, a code. Okay, right. go to Create Space because they're offering this offer right now. Right, and you can get it, the book. Enter the code, and it's. You know what? Fuck that. Hold on. <laughs> so this is what I'm gonna do. Okay. Okay. I'm only gonna repeat this once. If you don't get it. Rewind it and write it down. Okay, okay? it's it's going to be there permanently, so you can okay. catch it as many times as you want. Right. If you go to Create Space, click that you want to buy my book. Buy that piece of shit. Okay, go to checkout. When it checks out, it's going to ask you to enter a code. You enter the code in like Nancy V like Victor Y like Yowza four five <laughs> like four five P like <laughs> w. Yeah, wow. And eight. Eight like ocho. Yes. <laughs> so if you go and you enter that, and it's, it, let me just give it straight through. NVY45PW8. Okay? okay? You get $3 off my book. Which is called? What? A book. Oh, it's a dark ride. There you I'm go. I'm sorry. Oh, well. And. So that means I get a three dollar cut in my cut, or you know, in, in my your, my royalty. Right. But you know what, you some bitches, go buy my book. Yeah. I don't ask for much. Yeah. We give you a free podcast. Yeah. We give you a free podcast network. Yeah. Seven motherfucking days a week, we give you something for free. Yeah. Help us out. Yeah. And while you're there, you cheap sons of bitches, <laughs> go buy Sadie's book. I'm gonna say your real name. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and your yeah book, buy my book, buy my book. And your book is? Uh, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner. All right. I'm done renting. For that, on that. On that. Okay, on that just, just to let you know, this is what kind of mood I'm in, kids. He's wound up. Okay, each and every week we get together and find out what you, the listeners, have to say, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And we call this the Email Brown Bag Specials. What do you got? Well, last week... We got uh, an email from Aaron Hernandez in 
Barquisimeto, Venezuela. Yes, I remember that. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he said um, that he wants to know, I'm cutting through the body of his email down to the question. I have a question. Why is it that iTunes here in Venezuela is just now releasing number 47 when it drops on Sunday everywhere else? Just curious. Right. And uh, last week in our show, you issued a, a request to our listeners. You said, stop right now, put on pause, and email us and let us know what day the show drops where you are. Okay, I remember that. Yes. Okay, so we have received an email from Rick Pyle in Essex, England. Wow. And he says... I should uh, go, what one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, goes regarding episode 48, he goes, Hi guys, I got to the part in the show where Dave asked us to push pause and let you know when we got the episode. So I did. Well, here in the UK, it drops on Sundays. Oh, and I listen to you guys on iTunes. Have a great week. Okay. So there you go. So yeah. England gets it the same day. On Sunday. Okay. Okay. Then we have an email from Paul White, Blue Mountains, Australia. And he what, says... Blue, what? Blue Mountains, Australia. I've never heard of that. I mean, either... But okay. I'm sure the people of Blue Mountains are full of resentment now that we admit to never. we got to get a map and start putting little dots on it. I yes. want to get a map, a world map, seriously. That would be awesome. Be so cool. Um, anyhow, regarding episode 48, uh, I get my podcast every Sunday here in Australia, mates. <laughs> uh, great show so far. So there you go. And who is that, that from? That is from Paul White. Okay. Blue Mountains of Strait. Okay. Then. Good day, Mark. Yeah. Good day. Good day. Put a shoot on the board. Um, Mark Stark. Oh, no. That. Okay. Well. Okay. Mark Stark. Oh, yeah. Mark Stark. Okay. From Texarkana. Remember? We yeah. also had an email from him before. Well, yeah. he emailed us and he said. Oh, he emailed us again. Yeah. He okay. said, hi, it's me again. It's, I get your podcast on Sundays via iTunes. Okay. Getting back to the show. Mark. So, we got, oh, one more. Okay. We got uh, one from Alexander uh, in the Philippines. Okay. And he says, great episode. Only been listening three shows now. Sadie S. Burbank is very entertaining. Don't, I, I don't want to read this. What? Don't care too much for it. <laughs> Um, you don't care for me? Apparently not. Don't care much. Oh, don't, don't hurt my feelings. Go ahead and read it. Don't care for David much, though. I am a big Bieber fan. And think and why he is, the fuck are you listening? And think he is misunderstood by his talent. I think he means about his talent. To your request, I just got episode today here in Philippines. Uh, and this was sent on... The 17th of June. That's today. 17th is today. 17th today. So he just gets it on a Tuesday. Oh, wow. Because he says, I just got the episode today here in the Philippines. So Venezuela and the Philippines are getting delays. Now, I asked Ernie, I said, do you think that could be governmental in any way? You know, like... 
control or interference or something. And he said, yeah, it sure could be. You know, you're talking basically third world controls. That makes sense. Yeah. And, but for what reason, nobody knows. But then you were saying that in Canada, we have friends up there and listeners up there. Yes. Who um, have, there are apparently very strict controls over the amount of time they can use the Internet. Right. Which is just absolutely appalling to me. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding? They are, what is that? <laughs> they are allowed so much bandwidth per day. It's, it's not so much like you can get on there and surf the web and be on Facebook all day long. And that won't hurt your bandwidth because it's very little bandwidth. But if you get on there and listen to, like, podcasts or watch movies, that sucks up bandwidth. So that's... But, well, yeah, it is regulated. But, but, but I don't understand the motive uh, behind it. I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't get the motive. I'm looking for a Kleenex because oh. I have to blow my nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking away from the mic while I'm doing it. And that's what David is signaling me. Quit looking away from the mic. Okay, I found the tissue. I'm going to blow my nose. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't get what the motive would be. Uh, to me, the internet. I, I don't understand why the government cares how much download time you have on the internet. I don't know. To me. I don't, you I know, don't get it. And how do they regulate it anyway? By bandwidth. Everybody has a meter of how much bandwidth. If you look on your bill, it tells you how much bandwidth you use in a monthly period. So there's like a bandwidth store or something? And they go, <laughs> so you used yours up? I don't, I don't know. I, see, my basic problem, obviously, is that We're I American. don't understand. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But I don't understand the, the whole... Um, mechanical logistics of the internet to start with right. so that that's a problem and you're all that do you're going oh forget it go back and cook something or knit something or, or, or write something right or do something else because this is out of your area of expertise and it so is and i get that you know that's okay but at the at the same time there's got to be some kind of motive they've got it's all you know me i always say it's always the bottom line right always I don't care what's involved. It always comes down to the motive is the bottom line. Right. So what? wouldn't you think the government could make more money in a way? Just Yeah. Uh, All right, kids. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, come back next week. We'll be back in our regular format. I'm sure we're going to have plenty of celebrities to bash. Oh, I'm sure we will. Hopefully not too many of them have died in the meantime. Well, I, I try to keep it down to a minimum. Yeah, um, like that. But, you know, <laughs> now we're starting year two. Yes. Wow. Mm. So, for this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I am S.C. Burbank. And to everybody that has listened to us for the last year. Thank you. Thank you thank so you, much. Thank you. Hopefully we'll bring more entertaining content for year two. And email us, Twitter, 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 Tweet, tweet, us, <laughs> tweet us, yes, you and go. let us know what you think, and like us on Facebook and all that other horseshit. Yes, yeah. So you heard what we think, and now you know. Yeah. Good, Good night. night.
Next up is a Seeing Red number 52. Uh, this week we celebrate our one-year anniversary not only of Seeing Red, but the Jayzo Modcast Network as a whole. Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave are joined in the studio live by Reaper Rick, S. Sadie Burbank, Lacey Montoya, and T- Terry D. Shearer with special appearances from Zombie Works CEO Alan Russo. The voice of Jayzo Modcast, Ian Basor, and the movie Madhouse gang, Mike Lutz, Robert Bellamy, and Jason Bashart. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to a special edition of Scene Red. I am David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. I'm Aaron Illich. And, surprise guest, I am Reaper Rick. I am Lacey Montoya. I am S.A. Burbank. I am Terry D. Sure. It is unbelievable, folks. We have actually have Reaper Rick and Terry Shearer all in one setting, and the universe has not exploded. <laughs> all right, let me tell the listeners, just in case if you don't know what's going on, we, we, are, <laughs> we are trying to celebrate... We are trying to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Jayzo Modcast. We started one year ago today. Plus, our very first show on the Jayzo Modcast was Seeing Red. So this is episode 52. Uh, what I've decided to do is bring everybody here. I hope you know we can make through this and, and get into the conversations and have fun. And I'm hoping that my laptop does not go into a meltdown. Or any of us, for that matter. <laughs> So, let's go ahead and jump right into the topic. Um, Topic number one. Now, we've done over 400 shows at this point. Total. Jayzo Modcast. And that's Seen Red. That is What We Think. That is News, Views, and Reviews. And Don't Get Us Started. Sheer Darkness. And the movie Madhouse. We've got a lot going. And... I've decided I think we're going to start things off on everybody's favorite moment or favorite episode. So let's start with who wants to go first? <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp. All right. Uh, lovebirds are going to go first. Rebecca? Well, you already know this. Well, the listeners may not. The, the Kim Kardashian, Kardashian episode. When Batman beat the Kim Kardashian. When I almost died of laughter. I was like, I can't take any more. Please stop that episode. That was last year, episode number six. New and Year's. Yeah, we did a New Year's show. And I decided to just kind of spoof things up. So we brought in Kim Kardashian and Sissel Sassel. And she just stopped out of the whole show. And we just laughed and laughed the whole thing. Yes. No, no. It was just we, we were under the impression that he had either some narcotics or some So, so both of you guys are are going with the same show. Yeah. All right, folks. What? How was it? You want? You, yeah, you can close. That's cool. Is it cool? Yeah. I guess. All right. Well, then I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And I've had the death it. I remember that I'm sexy as hell, but there's no rivalry better than a seven rivalry. God. <laughs> 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 
Okay, let's do Rick. Yeah, oh, Rick. Yeah, uh, it's an easy one for me. Uh, it was actually a, a two-show segment because I wasn't able to go over an hour at that time, but it was the uh, combat episode that we did down at the uh, stadium in Stanton. That was a cool show. Yeah, yeah, the uh, combat segment. What is it? Battle Royale. Yes, yes, the tournament. Tournament, tournament, tournament. Yeah, jousting and... Blood and shed and a lot of fun. Had a good audience, too. Yeah. Lots of cheering. Great audience, yeah. Great audience. That was a good show. That was a good two shows, actually. The Germans have received very few wounded soldiers. And as more and more of the English fall victim, uh, the Germans encroach upon them. And finally there, the final few... British soldiers have tossed their pikes to the ground and thrown up their hands, and that is it, ladies and gentlemen. The Battle Royale is finally over. The winners were the German missionaries. Good God. The German mercenaries. The crowd is going rather insane at the moment. Uh, they enjoyed that little bit of uh, uh, bloodshed. And it'll take some time now to clear away the uh, the bodies and the mess. But very shortly, we will get on with the next part of the program, which should be should be the melee. Lace. Hi. Hi. What was so far out of the 14 episodes that you've done of Don't Get Us Started with right. S. Sadie Burbank? What is your favorite episode? Oh, I should pitch in and say that Lace is sounds like she's coming down with the cold, and I do appreciate you setting in because I, I know that you're not feeling good, plus, you're back, and you're and it means a lot to me. You're welcome. So, the, the Halloween, yes. What part was it that you knew that you just had her, that you were just, she was just like really terrified about what, what you were talking about? Oh, yeah, you were nervous. Um, I think it's because of the different, I think the most part that scared her is when somebody called my name three times. Uh-huh. And my TV was flashing six, 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 six on my mother-in-law's house. Miss yeah. is white to begin with, and I thought she was going to have to call her husband to come and pick her up after he got off work. That was a good show. I don't believe what you were telling me. I believed it, but it was unbelievable. I've never been scared to the point What about in your imagination? What What do you think it would take to scare you? Can you think of any situation... Well, if my family's being threatened, if silverware comes flying out of my drawers and knives comes flying out of my knife block, then fuck then, you, I'm out of here. <laughs> that might get your attention. Yeah, but, if, but a dog running around the room doesn't? I mean, no. to me, that's pretty much the same thing. No. Well, no. dogs and kids. You saw no. kids, too. But if something okay. would be like my remote control would stand on the coffee table and it moved too. Or if it just hung up in the room and suspended oh, or something. There you go. What? The shoes. 
Your shoes in Vegas. Oh. Tell that story. I'll be right back. Okay. Me and my mother-in-law went to State Line for a bingo tournament. <clears throat> and I had brought in two pairs of shoes with me. And my one shoes were making my back hurt. Right. So then I got my flip-flops out. Well, I had them in my bag. And I had all my stuff scattered on the bed because I was getting ready. We were going to the tournament. And I went to go get my shoes. I seen them on the bed. I turned around talking to my mother-in-law. I went to go grab my shoes. My shoes weren't there. I'm like, what the fuck? I was just talking to her, so I know we were the only two people in the room. Couldn't find my shoes. They weren't under the bed because you know how they have the box, you know, where you can't put nothing underneath the bed. Right. They right. weren't on the floor. They weren't under the blankets. They weren't put back in my bag. They weren't in the bathroom. They weren't in the little closet cubby hole. Right. So I ended up putting my other shoes on. We had to go. Right. So we came back. I still didn't have my shoes. So I'm teasing. Okay, whoever in the fuck's in the room, can I please have my shoes back? And I turn... To grab something off the dress, around, my shoes were laying on top of one another sitting on the bed. So I told the room, I said, thank you for giving my shoes back. Ooh-wee. And that, 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 that didn't scare you? <laughs> no. Okay, how about you, Sadie? What's your favorite episode? Um, don't, don't get, get us started. Any episode that you've done? Um, well, well, my, my favorite, favorite from Don't, don't get, get Us Started was, was episode number five. And that was the one we did about autism. Yes, that was that good. That was not only my favorite episode, but we got some really good feedback online or in emails. Yes. Uh, about it. And so I thought that was, I thought that was good. She picked my brain on that one. Uh, Lacey is, is definitely an expert in the field and can tell you everything she has learned in the last 11 years uh, about dealing with and living with a child with autism, and at least a male child with autism. And uh, she would be delighted, I'm sure, to share what oh, yeah. knowledge she has about that. And whatever she cannot answer, uh, she can, we'll, we will find a way to get the information to you. So, uh, don't feel like you have nowhere to turn because you do. And obviously, you've got a computer. You wouldn't be listening to us. Either that or you've got a smartphone. Either way, you still have a computer. Uh, whether you're listening to us via Stitcher or if you're listening to us off your computer, you're listening to us. And um, and we do thank you. And that's one way that you can uh, reach us and reach out for help. Don't We don't want you to feel like you're alone. We don't want you to feel like uh, you have no one to turn to. Um, what about uh, what we think? What we think was episode 11, and that was, uh, that was the one where we read the email from uh, Aaron in Queens. Oh, yes. Uh, for a couple of reasons. The, the letter, the email that we received from him was quite touching. Uh, and anybody that listened to that episode knows how touched we were by it. Um, and then... Uh, at the end of the show, we had the responsibility, really, to sort of pick it up and leave it on a high note. Right. And um, we did do that, and one of our listeners wrote in and said that she really liked the ending, and it made her laugh a lot because you said, word. Oh, yeah. And I said, yo. 
Very cool. Here we go, folks. Brace ourselves. David K. Montoya and Sadie Burbank. I want to think, thank you. You two have helped me through the last... Oh, fuck. Have helped me through the last few weeks. You're right. <laughs> I lost my job last month and had to move in with my dad and stepmom. I've been feeling down, thinking about giving up on everything. But about three weeks ago, I was surfing around on my phone on Stitcher and found your podcast. I laughed and laughed. Whenever I feel down, I play back, I play a back episode and can't wait for Tuesdays and you guys' new episode. And while I'm aware we'll never meet, I still want to thank you for saving my life. God bless you too. Aaron from Queens, New York. Yeah, you're right. It made me cry. Aaron, God bless you. Mr. Terry. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I've, I've done, done 40 episodes, episodes of Sheer, Sheer Darkness. 42. And 42. And I don't remember any of them. <laughs> so I would have to say probably the Halloween episode that we did recently because that was fresh in my mind. And that was fun. We had those. That was fun, and it was it was a it was a good show. Plus, the episode that you had talking about your dog, I cried. Oh, right before. Yeah, I know what she's talking about. Oh, okay, I remember that one now. And yeah, thanks a lot. I cried too. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for bringing that to us. <laughs> what I heard the most was probably the Halloween episode, yeah, because we were doing some good, some good, uh, good stuff on that. Yeah, I was talking pretty much the same thing, but there were some things that I left out that I, I brought over to Sure Darkness. And we literally we cut the lights out. We had a little dim light going on, and it was just <laughs> creepy as fuck. And I, I, through the whole... We'd have done that um, <laughs> on, on the show Lacey and I did. I would have been on the phone with Halloween. <laughs> For the, pretty much the entire episode with Terry and I... Uh, that my hair was just standing on end almost the entire show. It was just creepy as fuck. It was very unnerving. Interestingly enough, while you were telling this story, and this is like the second time I've heard it. Yes. I recall something from my own past. Oh. It has nothing to do with possession or anything. But <clears throat> there was a time when I was younger mm -hmm. when I used to tweak a little bit. <laughs> I think we all have. And uh, I, I think it was like a third or fourth day in a row or something like that. And I began speaking in a language I did not know. Really? Yes. <clears throat> and it wasn't just a few words. It was like sentence after sentence after sentence. And it was gibberish to me. But something in my head was telling me that I was actually saying something. Okay, let me flip the, the switch here. The question is, <laughs> what was your least favorite episode? Oh, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I, I switched it on you. Uh, okay, I'm going to go first on that one because I... Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was the very first episode I did. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's too late. <laughs> uh, 
because I, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I wasn't even I wasn't even sure what broadcasting was about, and I was trying to be so suave and uh, you know, didn't want to and, and uh, so it was it was pretty. Uh, Static, I think. Actually, probably the first couple. I had a lot more fun with other episodes. So, moving right along with the program, going to uh, talk a little bit about hey, sex. Everybody likes sex, right? I uh, before I get into the sex part, I, I, I did want to mention that uh, my wife and I celebrated our. 20th anniversary last last month and uh, yeah I know thank you thank you uh, but you know I, I have to admit that this is my my third marriage so I didn't 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 get it right the first couple of times uh, altogether I think I've been married more than 37 years which is over half my life, you know, but uh, aside from that, um, <clears throat> the problem with uh, being married is that you uh, don't really know what you're getting into until sometimes it's too late. So what, what are you going to do about that? <clears throat> Well, you need to know some facts before you get into a serious relationship. And many, many people ignore these facts because, I mean, let's face it, when you're dating somebody and you're trying to show them the best side of yourself, we go out of our way to be nice and, and be uh, gentlemanly. And pretty much you do everything you can to get them in the sack, right? Okay, so who's next? I was going to say next. Well, well I, I, I was going to say, so I don't have to repeat it. Well, yeah, just... So your first one was the hardest? Yeah, least favorite. Well, your least favorite. Yeah, my first one. Because I figured who the hell would want to listen to me talk. I think I... Well, go ahead. Same thing with you guys? Yeah. Okay. You go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, believe it or not, the first episodes that I've done the because of the very first night we did uh, before it was seen right, it was called Sibling Rivalry before we had to change the name, and we did Sibling Rivalry. Well, first we did Win in Burbank with you and I, Sadie, and I just I, I felt like I was I don't know. You know, now I can talk and just blabber, blabber, blah, blah, blah. And me trying to be super organized and have topics and this and that on the never, first show. And it just, it just didn't come off the way I wanted to. And then right after we finished Win in Burbank, we started Sibling Rivalry. And I'd say probably about 30 minutes into it, um, I started sounding like Christian Bell because my voice wasn't my voice wasn't uh, Batman. <laughs> Bale. Yeah. No, Bale. Yeah. Um, um, 
Um, no, it was seventy something. It was seventy something. Ums, I, I cut out. What we're gonna go is, hopefully, you guys will enjoy like. <laughs> hopefully, you guys will enjoy like. Edit out. <laughs> <laughs> take a drink. Take a cough. So yeah, we know. Boring. We know. It's good to go to our to our outtakes, anyways. Is it Reaper or Terry? Yeah, that's Reaper. All right, hi Reaper. You scare me. Yeah. Just to let you know. Yeah. yeah. We should have two heads. No, the the episodes that I I didn't like or I had trouble doing, I'm sure, were the ones when I was in Stanton and I had found out about. My dog. Mm. That's a different show. Right. Yeah. Rusty. When I found out that things were going badly for the Rusty and the birds, those were bad shows because I was really upset about a lot of things. And so, but they got better because now we're all back together again. Yes. And things just in general is much better. <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> and this year, we didn't have none last year, but this year we also had our first guests, well, particularly, and Alan Russo, which is a, a friend of ours, um, <laughs> and, and you know, I have to admit, now that I've come to know you, Aaron, in the original beginning, I felt that you looked like a very young Alan Russo. Exactly. But now I have to say, no. maybe it's the beard, and, and but I don't see uh, a resemblance Thank anymore. You. But he came in May, and I'm like, hey, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in 13 years. Sit down. We're going to podcast for the next seven days. And he did a podcast. Uh, the entire time he was here, he literally did a podcast every day. And he was a good sport about it. In fact, if you want to turn around... Uh, Mr. Russo has a special. Let's see. <laughs> Let me see if I can get here. What you're, what you're trying to say is that he recorded something. Yes, he actually recorded a, a special. Let's see, folks. Special thing on the computer. We do, especially with everything that's going on right now. There we go. Okay. Okay. This is uh, the message that Alan took, took time to record for us. It's just a really brief message. This is Alan Russo, wishing you, you at JZO Modcast a happy birthday and many more podcasts to come. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that was nice of him. Oh, that was nice of him. I see you got, got an accent back. Yeah. 
very quickly. Very quickly. Um. Yeah. What's that? Oh, you picked it up fast. All right. Um, another thing we have. Let's see. I'm going according to our, our schedule here. I have random questions. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So what I did is I wrote up some s silly questions, and they're non-specific. So whoever grabs from the cauldron, we answer. So just go ahead, grab a question. Everybody gets one question, and just pass it around. No, no, no. <laughs> We're we're doing a well. I can't say a, a family friendly show, but oh well, yeah. I guess so. I guess Terry Shearer and Reaper Rick can answer the same question. Take turns. <laughs> Okay, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'm here. Okay, who's who's going first? First, first, first answer is no. What's the question? Uh -oh. Have you ever started podcasting and realized you forgot to hit record? No. But, however, one night I did podcast a whole show with the plug in the... Wrong. Oh, oh the wrong jack. I had it in the earphone jack instead of the mic jack. Oh, no. So that sucked. <laughs> it was like me podcasting my mic off. Yeah. Oh, but you could fix that. What did you do? Did you do it all over there? I mean, it did record, you know, like really fake me out there. Oh, Jesus. Like from outer space or something, so I had to do it over again, yeah. So, okay, you guys go down and knock them. Okay, lovebirds. How many times in the past year have you thought, I have a lot of pee every day of my life? Yeah, that's, that's for probably about every 20 minutes. Yeah, I'd like to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's, it's a pretty regular situation, yeah. I, think I, I have to agree, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my blood is trained. It goes into the toilet, though. That's how I am. You don't have a bladder, you have a fall. <laughs> you know what? Take this question and go ahead and do so everybody can have a question. Before starting to record one day, did you think that this was a dumb idea? No, because I've, I've talked to people about. Well, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. Just Initially, be honest, yeah. I used, I used to, to talk, talk to a lot of people over the internet, internet with Microsoft like that all the time. Uh -huh. And like sometimes they would just be sitting there and listening for hours and we'd like, like have conversations back and forth. So, so it, to me, it's not really a dumb idea. idea. But, but the, 
the deeper meaning, meaning to me is like, like at, at first, first I was like, like I don't, I don't think, think this would be a good, good idea. idea. I didn't think it was a dumb idea though. Well, <laughs> I think they all think like, like no, no one, one wants to hear us talk, basically. Well, with the very first day of starting, even for me, at one point I was like. What the hell am I doing? You must say that every day. You know I do. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's kind of gone on. Lace, what'd you get? How many times have you zoned out while recording a podcast? My answer is a lot. That should have been What's that? That should have been yours. Me? Yeah. How do I zone out? We all know this. Well, I I can talk, and I can talk and talk. When he lets us talk, he like he's in a little world thinking about what he's gonna say, and then as soon as we're done, he just goes. No, I'm. What I'm doing is I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm processing what they're saying, and I'm trying to think of a connection for what they're saying to bring in what I want to say. But I am listening to you. You know, speaking of listening. And I'm we'll jump. Last was it last episode or episode before last? You talked about seeing the Bride of Chucky, and what was the other one? It was the Curse of Chucky. The Curse of Chucky, and what was the other movie that you saw? The Purge. Yeah. The Purge. Well, I didn't see the Purge, but I did watch the Bride of Chucky. Curse of Chucky. Whatever. It was the curse. This, this was one of those zone out. Right. You're right. It was some. And I was actually surprised for being a Chucky movie. It was pretty good. Okay. Sadie. My question is: Have you ever played along with your co-host, even though you have no clue what they're talking about? Time's up. Right on. Terry? Right. <clears throat> After all this time doing your podcasting, have you ever wondered when in the fuck we were going to get paid any money? <laughs> <laughs> it occurred to me on a few occasions. I don't think that was the question. <laughs> Here's another one. How long? Yeah, was that an <laughs> I was rushing for the questions. Yeah, yeah, of course you were. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had no clue. I had no clue. Uh, I figured that, you know, Dave had this, you know, idea, and he was going to run with it, and usually when Dave runs with an idea... We're all in trouble. It, it goes on for quite a while. Go down, go down, go down with me. So I, I, had, I had no idea. I mean, I, I didn't think initially that podcasting was going to be a big deal. You know, I mean, I wasn't aware that 
half the world was podcasting at that point anyway, and a lot of famous people were podcasting. Actually, the reason I really got into it was because my son has been podcasting for a long time. I listened to a lot of his podcasts, and they it just sounded like he was having so much fun. Yes. And I just still wonder when that's going to start happening here. I'm just kidding. It's been it's been fun for the most part. <laughs> oh, then you know, let, let's go ahead and expand it out to the other the question to the other guys. Um, so when we first started, at what point did you think, okay? Dave, just off his fucking rocker. He's going to eventually go back to books. but it, Or did you think that it was going to be a continuum? Did you think we were going to hit the year mark and you think... Or not at all, no. No? You thought I was just kind of doing it on the spur of the moment and then... Yeah, I thought it was like just a spur of the moment idea and just happening and I was getting dragged into it. Dave's adventures. Well, for... To be fair... You could write a book about all the crazy shit this man has done. <laughs> I was going to say, to be fair, um, other than Rebecca, because it, it, to, to be honest, whatever venture I usually start, I do drag my sister into it. I always drag Terry into it, and I drag Sadie into it. But the nicest thing about this... Uh, yeah. <laughs> the nicest thing, though, is is that Lacey, after almost twenty years of being together, Lacey has joined a venture that I've I've started, and well, that's, that's very I rewarding. I hardly ever even knew you or her. Yeah. He came in. He's like, "What is this fat guy doing?" I'm like, "Sit down. Here's the mic." I'm going to ask you questions. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Mama, help me. What about you, Sadie? What about me? How long did you think, how long did you think the, the podcasting would run? Did you well, think I it would run? I don't know. Like, like I, I said, said in the beginning, beginning I, can't I can't imagine anybody is interested in sitting around or standing around whatever the fuck they think what we're on and listening, listening to us because we aren't anybody special. Right. When we're special to us, I get that, okay? But, but that's, that's it, okay? okay. <laughs> we're not nationally rolled on celebs or anything like that. We don't, we don't have, have babies, babies named uh, North Oh, South. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> we don't have any of the attractions about us that famous podcasters have. Right. Because I think we're entertaining. I think all of us as a co- collective group, for each show that we do together or independently, I think we bring something together. Because that's the thing about podcasting is... To be entertained. That's why you listen to it. That's why I listen to it, is to be entertained. And if you're entertaining, it doesn't matter who you are. It's just what you bring to the table. And I think that's what we do the most, is entertain. 
And some, some of our listeners seem to think so, too. Yes. Or how? Or my personal, when... Um, yes. Yeah, well, I was going to say, when, when these guys took that hiatus... I received over 200 and something emails telling me how much of a prick and a dick I was. That I needed to wait to bring them back or to bring them back right now. But they were pissed. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't your fault. <clears throat> no. But it was just well, the listeners. So we've made it here, 52 episodes. Each one of us have done... Pretty much over four. You know what makes me think of what I was going to say next is we've all collectively done a lot of podcasts together, but there's one particular person that has done more podcasts than any of us. No. And that is the gentleman that we open to every week, every day, oh, yeah, yeah. Ian Basor, who is our, he, he, he does the, the intro, you know. And now, enjoy this free Jaisal Modcast show. He does that. And and he also does, you know, our ads. And I was talking to him the other day, and he was good enough. And he actually, yes, he, he actually sent a message as well. I just wanted to wish Seeing Red and the entire Jaisal Modcast family a happy anniversary. I thought that was cool because so he wanted to be a part of this show and, and we might have to get him to rework the commercial for Red Hills oh yeah I mean if he sounds that that's not a bad idea. Sex always works. He's also going to be the one. He is the voice of a Yotnam for our animated cartoon. Huh? I'm the madam. <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, you're going to be the madam. I just haven't figured out how to work you into the script. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Well, yeah. I've got all these years of experience. I may as well put them to good use. Where's the word? And I'm bad at sex. What word old. So you have to be old to be an experienced madam. <laughs> you should see your face. Anyway, and moving. Right. Well, since we're talking about sex, do you want to jump in and say anything about sex? Yeah, we like it a lot. <laughs> we're in favor of sex. Absolutely. Rebecca's turning red. <laughs> no, she's just seeing red. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Okay, uh, it says talk about first episode. So I guess we're going to bring up this. Well, yeah, we didn't like ours. I don't even remember the first episode, but I was terrified. It was so damn hard. Parking long ago. 
It was awkward. Hold on. It was awkward? Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't hardly even know you. I hardly even know her. We already, we already talked about that. You hardly even know me. Wait a minute. Well, well I, I knew you. I thought that. Well, you don't know her. I hardly even knew her. I hardly even said that. So are you saying that I'm pushy? A little bit. <laughs> hey, but if you weren't pushy, nothing would get done. That's true. I, um, actually, that's a that's a good question. How many of you did I actually ask? To how many of you did I tell you're doing a podcast? I don't want you. I don't even remember. Yeah, like a long time ago. You asked me. I think. Well, I know with with you, I actually shot the idea of podcasting before even doing anything. But you know I'm flexible, so I would have said yeah for sure. And then I said, well, then we're going to tell them what the fuck we think, and then that was pretty much all it. What about you, Ter? Yeah, you asked. I certainly wouldn't have volunteered for it. I, I didn't. I didn't have any idea what it was. So uh, I had to do some research, and then I thought, well, you know, reaching a lot of people maybe might do, might be some good. You know, out of all the podcasts that we've started, there's actually one podcast that I still own the rights to that we haven't even done, and it's called Entwined as One. And as of today, this is actually the first podcast from beginning to end that I've actually podcasted with my wife. But Entwined as One, which is actually taking from our our uh, wedding vows, uh, it was supposed to be... Talking about wedding vows, I'm going to remember that they're lost legs. Hey, now. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it's gone. Okay, well, I, I guess since... <laughs> oh. I, I think that thought is just gone out the window. I, I'm trying to reach to bring it back, and it's not happening. Maybe just as well. But anyway, uh, thank you. This is this is part of the in excitement. Other than the fact that we have everybody here. I want a cake. <laughs> I want to ask a question. Yes. I want, I want, I want you to, to ask Mr. Bashor. 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 I want you to ask him next time you talk to him. Uh-huh. If he's ever read my book. Okay. I don't know if he has or not, but I, I will definitely ask. Just out of curiosity. Okay. I mean, you know, he's getting on the podcast. He'll probably sell it into this thing. He's at uh, uh, congratulations, Inc. Yeah, he'll probably listen to it. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's his first name? Ian. Ian. Dude, have you read Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner? Hmm. Lovingly, S. Sadie Burnett. <laughs> well, we we can't have a scene read episode without some type of bestiality news. But unfortunately, I don't have no bestiality news. But instead, last episode we talked about the the raping ghost in Bolivia um, to catch to catch. Well, Lacey. 
not my fault as a ghost. Oh, seriously? Okay. Uh, well, Lacey knows the story, and, and, and Terry, well, everybody other than Sadie knows the story, so let me catch Sadie up to speed. Okay. Uh, what's happening in a small Amish community in Bolivia? Are these uh, women. Yes, yes. Um, women, like over, what was it, 130 women were being raped. Yeah, three to four. 40-something, 40 45 or whatever. Over a 11-year period. They would wake up. Well, they'd go to sleep normally. They'd be dressed or whatever. And they would wake up, and they would have, you know, blood and semen stains on them. And, and no, they they went and they told their husbands, and and then the husbands went to because in the Amish community there's no police. It's only the head preachers or pastors or ministers that police the the community or the colony. And they went to this group of of elders and said, "This is what's happening." And their official response was, "Is well, it's it's payback for the sin because the colony is unclean." And this is pretty much reaping what you sow for living uncleanly. Uncleanly. Thank you. Um, and pretty much that God has allowed a ghost, a demon, or a specter, or incubus, um, to come in and allow these women to be raped. Well, after an 11-year period, I don't know why, but the group of men finally came forward and said, well, there's no ghosts. We've just been fucking these women while they're asleep. And what they did is they've gone outside of their colony to a veterinarian and got a local anesthetic. And what they did is they mixed it into a spritzer bottle. <laughs> this is a joke, right? No, this is very serious. And okay. they would mix it in, with, in water with spritzers, Spritz it through the window, and it would literally paralyze their victims. And that's how they would do it. Well, after they came forward, they they started building this prison colony inside the colony. And that's where the police actually, from outside, you know, normal, everyday police, came in and took the, the perpetrators. To make a very long story short, each one got 25 years, except the doctor got what? What did he get? 15. And that's where we ended the show on. But the other night, I was doing some research because it's actually now turning into a story. And I went back to that article. What's that? Oh. Well, I went back to the original article. I was reading. I scrolled down. That was just the first page of five pages. And it gets a lot, I mean, from, like, incest to just, it gets really, really bizarre. So, one of these days, we'll have to go back in and kind of, you know, revisit. I'll have to read this when I go home. The Amish, the Amish ghost. Yes. The tyranny of the Amish ghost. The the fucking Amish ghost. Or the Amish fucking ghost. It works either way. Uh, Just... For my own edification. Yes. Are these Amish people who were Amish and then went to Bolivia, or they yeah. uh, yes. signed up to 
because the missionary went to Bolivia? Or they were Mennonites, and they, they don't get along well with the regular Amish. I can see why, yeah. yeah so they, they have scattered, they've scattered all over yeah. the world and formed their own little mm. colonies. Okay, okay, then I have another question. Absolutely. Supposedly the original sin of the group that they were being punished for. Because they brought in, like, solar power. And, oh my God. yes. Oh, and what was it? Phones, was it? They had phones? No, not phones. Uh, like, yeah, but I know it was... Not everybody in the colony, but a few people had started bringing in stuff from the outside world, and that caused the elders to think that they were all damned now. Right. Yeah, there, there are certain cultures that are saying don't on like wife swap or something, that they, they have like an Amish wife switch, they had solar power. So I'm okay. I'm working on a story that's based on this, loosely based on this, because just my I I can't just hold back my imagination, and it's called Incubus. And though the story itself, the real life story, is very intriguing, I think my story is going to be a little bit better. It would be a lot better if it was like really an Incubus and not. The, the guys in the group just gang and banging and whatnot. Well, see, I I won't give away the ending. I already have the ending in my head. So on that happy note, let's just move right along. Well, wait, were you going to say something? Oh, you, you, Rebecca looked like she was going into position I'll, I'll to. I'm trying to see if you're going to have my paper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting ready for the ammo. Uh, let's see. No, I don't want to talk about that yet. Okay. <laughs> Cake. 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 Um, I guess I should also say that for the listeners, because they're like probably like, what the fuck's up with cake? You know, from oh, yeah. cake isn't real. Cake. No, it's real. It's real. It's real. It's, real. it's, uh, they don't get to have it, it's a it's a chocolate. It's a chocolate with Bavarian cream. Bavarian cream. Mm-hmm. And on top of the cake is the um, a picture of our yes website. yes uh, well it's yeah it's all of us all the Dave and right. yes show. and we each get to eat our own piece that's a good idea <laughs> but I'm so I'm screwed I I'll, I'll just eat the middle then well, you guys can have the corner Lacey's <laughs> like what why. <laughs> Cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so let's. Did you guys come with any type of news or anything? You didn't tell us to. You just told us. <laughs> One thing he said was cake. We're gonna talk about our favorite episode, and there's gonna be cake. That's all he said. So now we're sitting here, cake, 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 cake. cake. Well, originally we started. Uh, let's see. When we started, there was Seeing Red. No, Sibling Rivalry. Oh, oh Sibling Rivalry. Then Seeing Red. Right. And then it was Win in Burbank is when we started. And then... <laughs> let's see. I'm trying to remember. Yes. What? Just say it. Um, well, I don't know. It was, was one of mine. 42. Up there. Yeah, I think one of Terry's was. Well, because Terry came in in January, so we did 
so we did November and December. I think we only had three, and then um, Sheer Darkness. You did, you did yours. Who's the boss? Okay, so we had four, and then uh, Terry and I came in with Sheer Darkness. Yes, he does. Oh, I do. Oh, okay. I don't know if I put that in there. And then um, was it? <laughs> <laughs> that I swear to God, that's what this uh, episode's going to be called. It's fucking cake, cake, cake. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> dot 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 cake. I know. Well, we were originally planning, and, and I, I guess that's my fault. I didn't pick it up. Crab cakes and lobster. Let's go. <laughs> So anyway, with <laughs> yeah. with Sheer Dark, did Sheer Darkness come out before News Views and Reviews, or was it vice versa? I think so. And then we got ourselves up to five days. He's trying to focus on his memory here. Let's not distract him, okay? There is no champagne. Zoning out. There's punch. I know. Yeah, yeah, I still, still remember, remember our first podcast. You had the big ass computer monitor <laughs> sitting on a table. Yes. Yeah. I remember we had two. Yes. I had two computer had monitors. Yeah. I had yours. I had mine. And we each had our microphones. And it was like. I had. The evolution of the podcast. I had no clue. What I was doing in that very first. No. Yes. It's it's very apparent here today too. Yeah, we got three mics. Actually, four mics if you count your headphones. Yes. Five if Reapers would have worked. And six if if. So moving along, anyway, we had we moved into having shows five days a week, um, and then we brought in uh, some friends of ours from the Great White North up in Canada. That's right, Larry. Well, okay. Larry Walton, um, he was he was actually going to post a video, but he got ill. I talked to him a few days ago. He did wish us. Yeah. He he did wish us per telephone call, you know, happy anniversary, but he was just not feeling. Yes. But he he did. He wished us a happy anniversary, and he wasn't able to make a video. But yes, you're right. Um, Larry, yeah, Larry did Saturday segments for 14 weeks. Or 14 episodes, rather. But then, after he left, then we brought in the guys, the movie Madhouse guys from, uh, was Ontario, Canada. And I I personally enjoy, like, listening to their show as a listener to podcasts because, well, number one, I, I have nothing to do with it. So it's it's kind of entertaining. And again, it kind of loops back around to what I was saying in the beginning. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're entertaining, people listen, and they're entertaining. And the gang got together, and they wanted to wish us. Yes. 
That's just that. It'll... Yeah, it'll flip over. Let me get the... Let me start this up here. Okay, now... The point that you right? What you want probably really want to know is we're the uh, the guys from the movie Madhouse. We are. Is it, I'm Mike. I'm Rob. I'm Jason. And uh, we want to wish you guys uh, an excellent one year on the Seeing Red and the uh, the Jaselmon podcast. And hopefully one of these days we'll be uh, getting bumpers from you guys for our one year. And as you can plainly tell, I said my voice still hasn't come back yet. So, but so we got to carry him as usual. Yes, it's just tough. These guys just got it way too tough. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations on one year and many more to come from the uh, movie Madhouse guys. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah, they're they're classy. I like Jason's house. You know. No. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like Canadian people like on YouTube and stuff, and they don't really say A as often as they used to. Mm. Yeah. As often as, we, as Americans say they do. Yeah. yeah. They can really tell their accent when they pronounce things with A U or I mean O U. O U. Oot. That's one thing I noticed when I started listening to them was, uh, what was it? I think it was Mike, who was, was uh, the one in front, uh, the one with the beard. He said something about something, but it wasn't about, it was about something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, they backed yeah. it up. Yeah. You, you really can't tell that they're, they're Canadian unless you really listen to yeah. the accent. Guys, it'd be fun to have them come down and podcast with us sometime. That'd be a blast. That would be a blast. Or we could go up there. That'd be better. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Let's all go up there. Never mind. I said, forget I said that. I'm the executive. <laughs> I can't afford that. <laughs> we can make it our company bar. Yeah, right. Oh. Oh, we could need a company bus instead. Oh. No. <laughs> Or we could have like you know some like in the very back there's oh, like no. the roof. <laughs> like on part of the radio. Uh huh. They're out there in the middle of the ocean. Oh yeah. Radio. Yeah. That's, That's a good movie. movie. Great, great music, music in that movie. Love that movie. Speaking of movies, um, another movie that I, I've recently watched was Kick Ass Two. Have you guys seen that? No. Is that like Jackass Two? Huh? Is that like Jackass? No, Kick-Ass... Huh? Is that on video or...? It's viewable on video. Is that in the theaters? Is it in theaters or no? No, not anymore. Not in this country. No, yeah, there you go. Good answer, good answer. Yeah, not in this country. It was... It was really good. And... I don't want any spoilers. I just... Yeah, me too. It was good. We can hook you up. Priority movies. Viewing in a different country. Going to theaters. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, because. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta bust out the solar panels. (laughs) 
because originally we were getting the, the Oscars copy, and that was just getting kind of old, so uh, we, we decided to, to view movies in other countries. It, it just, the quality is a lot better. <laughs> Teleportation. Um, let's see, what else did we watch? We watched The Wolverine. Yay. Have you seen that? I don't want to see that. <laughs> she. Be very careful about how we say anything at this point. Man. <laughs> Not Wolverine. Wolverine or Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Yeah. You can be anybody who wants to. Somebody bust out the tissue. Here comes the drooling. No, no, no. She's right. You know, I mean, I don't care whether he's Wolverine or. Uh, from Le Mazara. So I'm trying to remember what it was. Do you, do you remember what it was, Lace? Hi. Hi. Movie <laughs> that we saw? Earth to Lacey. Oh, we saw The World's End. <laughs> and then you saw The End of the World. <laughs> oh, uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. We started that. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Oh, and, but Terry nailed it. Or was it Rick? Um, I started with um, James Franco and Seth Rogen. Uh, what is it? The This is the End. Mm-hmm. I haven't finished it yet, it, but what I've watched of it, it's it's pretty funny. You have to like it, stupid humor, though. I thought it would be pretty funny. Like there, there's some good comics in there. You know how we talked about like like celebrities like getting back to like make movies or whatever. On that website. Yeah. Well, uh, Franco is getting back to make a movie of all his short stories. He wants, like, so many millions of dollars for this. Like, five million. Really? Yeah. 
What were we watching? watching? When we were, we, you were watching something, weren't you? Oh. It was something, like, after we talked about the podcast, it was something, like, about, like, all these different celebrities going to... What is that website called? I don't know. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yes, Kickstarter. Yeah. It was this person saying, like, if I open my email, I have another thing for Kickstarter, I'm going to flip out. Like, this person, like, talking about it. Uh-huh. This is everybody knows going on Kickstarter now. They're afraid of the family. Fund this project. Fund that project. And once we finish the... Yeah, so all the celebrities that, are, that went there to get money, even though the guy's like, I'm sorry, he goes, but you have millions of dollars. I'm not going to give you my money to make you more money. Yeah, really. That well, let's let's just say that our, our Kickstarter our Kickstarter campaign will start once I finish the the draft of a Yotnam. But yeah, I, I have no problem for begging for money, none whatsoever. It's okay. Yeah, that's true. Living in a mansion trying to get money from poor people. And then want you to come in and pay more money to watch it. Yeah. Because he said that he knew if somebody else uh, directed it, he would lose all his creative freedom if he gave it to a studio. Well, yeah, he's probably right, but the still, <coughs> it you know, he's got money in the bank. Yeah, exactly. And more than we've got. Yes. I don't have any money in the bank. And like I've I've said before, you know. Uh, what was it? Episode 50, I think it was. We were talking about indie films. Yeah. You know, if you have $4 million, then you can make a top-of-the-line indie film. I'm sure he's got $4 million in the bank. More than that, I'm Probably sure. that's sitting on his job for a pocket change. You got way more than that in the bank. No, why, does it, why does it go about it the way they all do and just sell, like, interest in the movie? You know, like, all, like everybody else does. Well, he's trying to go Kickstarter... Is, um, yeah, I know what a Kickstarter is, but I mean, why is he going through Kickstarter? Because he doesn't want to spend any of his actual money on it. Want it. I get that. He doesn't want a company to do it. Because, yeah, but there's a lot of people that would invest in a project like that, aside from Kickstarter, just for you know a percentage. And they wouldn't care about Well, see, that's that's the thing. With Kickstarter, you're not obligated to return percentage-wise. Once you invest, usually when people invest, you know, from a dollar to how many ever, it can, I think it can go up to a million dollars, can't it? You know, one single investment. Yeah. But depending on, on that investment, like you, you invest a dollar, you get like a button. You know, I love James Franco button. Or if uh, you you invest a million dollars, you get an executive title. You know, uh, yeah, executive producer. Yeah. But yes. Because we're speaking about him having a lot of money. You do know that the Oz the Great and Powerful went into the billions, right? That's the money they made. Seriously. Really. Allison, what are you thinking about the Disney movies? The only animated movie they have that made into the billion dollars is Toy Story 3 and they have five movies that are live action movies that made into the billion dollar mark Alice in Wonderland uh, Oz the Great and Powerful that live action version those made billions of dollars wow yeah so he's got money he put oh yeah that's hard to believe I mean I'm not <clears throat> doubting what you're saying it's just but anyway, going back to back to the Kickstarter thing is, is once you invest, once you get your button or your executive title, that's it. You don't get nothing else. So he gets all this money, 
to that's make my, his... That's kind of my point. If he just talked it about among, I'm sure he knows people with money. Right, but he's going to have to re- he's going to have to give them a... a um, yes. Well, but you know. if you do it through Kickstarter, you give them 0%. He's trying to Kickstarter make more money. For people like him. Kickstarter is there for people like you. Right. Without a pocket to piss in. So if I get a Kickstarter, you'll let me feel better. You can piss my pot any day. He's got a bowl over there. I don't think it's right. I agree with Lacey. I think it's... I don't think it's right. Sorry. Uh... For do, do you think do you think it's not right for me to do it? No, I think it's not right for somebody. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think that's what Kickstarter is there for. No, it's not. You better go to the Shark Tank. Well, look at that. What is it? Um, Veronica Mars. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Kickstarter is paying for that that movie to be made. I saw that too. Yeah. And it's owned by fucking Warner Brothers. The, the rights is owned by yeah, Warner Brothers. Yeah, had the idea that they wanted that movie made. It was that first time writing that article that was saying the article thing. Uh-huh. They were like, yeah, my neighbor just sent me a thing because they want me to fund the Ronald Kamara's movie. And they did. Yeah, yeah they, they did. did. They're making it from Kickstarter. Kickstarter. And it's only the, the rights are owned by Warner Brothers. Brothers. It's retarded. It is. I agree. <laughs> and now what... Uh, do you know anything about... The structure of Kickstarter to know whether you know is that something is that something they're doing? Is that, I mean, I'm not sure. I know how to ask this question. What are they thinking when when they go that way? Didn't they set themselves up to help the guys without the money? Well, they Kickstarter doesn't care who it is because they get ten percent right off the top. Okay, okay, that answers the question. Yeah. Why didn't I know that? Is it cake time yet? Alright, kids. Yeah, I I think it is cake time. I I think we've covered... Some of us are just getting... uh, Some of our sitters are sat out. Yeah, we're sat out. Legs and butts are coming out. I have no more leg butt. Not leaving! Nobody wants you near the mic so you can say something sweet and sexy. Yes. No, I... Very much. I was going to say, everybody in this room, this is my family, and I appreciate everybody to be here. Dad, I need a raise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just killed that moment, didn't he? <laughs> but I... I Hello, but, <laughs> but everybody at this table and in this house, including the kids, it's very special to me. You guys are my family. Regardless if you're blood or not, you you guys are my family. And, of course, Rebecca and Aaron, I love you guys. Lacey. And even Ernie, thank you so much for taking pictures. There will be pictures coming up very soon. And here's the episode 52, one year. Let's... Let's see. Our next goal will be episode 100. And thank you. And four. No, 100. 100 episode 100. That's always the milestone. 52 is 104. I know, but... 104 is different than... Oh, okay. it's 100. So with that being said... Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. It's all right. No problem. We're not talking. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. 
I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. There he is. Rick, 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 Rick. I am Lexi Montoya with the cold. I am S. And it's Terry D. Sure. Signing off. I can't have the sexy voice of a and if you were any of those people who thought that when I start podcasting I was full of shit, you're right. then you're definitely seeing red. Good night, guys. And now we are going to continue the 52 theme uh, with American Fat Ass Podcast number 52, The Nipples in the Holes. This week, Nick and Jim introduce a new theme song for the show written by Mercedes M. Yardley during the last show. Uh, we will talk uh, Groundhog Day and why it's shitty. Girls that get banned from, from dances for wearing nothing so, ridicul- uh, so ridiculous dresses. Real estate agents who suck. Why teenage girls feel safe confiding in Nick and a hell of a lot more. All right. A little bit different feel to our uh, opening theme song, courtesy of Mercedes M. Yardley. Uh, if you hadn't heard it last week on our show live, we now have it in recording and uh, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> Thank you, Mercedes, for providing us with our opening theme song. That's much more fitting for the show. Uh, love the laid back vibe of it. And just, it's just hilarious. <laughs> Well, I think that's the best part. Like, it starts off and it's going. It's like, all right, guy named Nick, guy named Jim. Okay, okay. badass. What? What? Jim's afraid of everything. What? What's going on with this? I don't want to listen to him. It's it's like borderline like the worst theme song ever because it's basically saying, well, I don't want to fucking listen to these guys at all, but I kind of have to. It's just just so perfect. It is. It is. It fits us very well because I don't want to listen to us either. (laughs) Me either. But here we are again, and we have another uh, one-hour weekly bullshit session for you guys. Um, Nick, you've got a bunch of topics that you wanted to get into. I, as usual, did no research for today, so <laughs> let's go ahead and jump in. What's up? Uh, okay. First of all, let's go with the topic that's going to hit close to home for you. Yep. Real estate agents are fucking assholes. Hands down. There, there's no doubt about it. They're fucking douchebags. Okay. Um, my wife and I are, you know, looking to buy a house very soon here, uh-huh. and, you know, we've been going around, checking out houses, using uh-huh. all their websites, and just, you know, seeing what's available in our price range. Yep. So, we finally decided to find a couple of houses that we like, but actually go look at them, you know, just see what neighborhoods they're in, you know, what the house looks like on the outside, and just, you know, get a better overall feel of the house itself. Yeah. So, we find one, and it's right around the corner from where we're at the moment, so we look at the pictures. It looks nice. We're like, you know, this is a fucking nice place. It's got a pool, fenced in yard. We're down. Right. So we drive there and we pull in and I immediately think this is the wrong house. Yeah. Maybe it's across fucking street. Maybe the GPS took us the wrong place. We're looking at the pictures. No, it's definitely the fucking house. Yeah. It was like a fucking rundown crack house. Nice. Like the the garage door, it looked like somebody literally backed into the fucking thing. Like it, it's all dented in, barely holding on. The the yard, if you can call it a fucking yard, there was no grass, just dirt, a few like roots and stubs and shit coming out all over the place. Sweet. I, here, here's the best part though. It looks like somebody actually took the time to lay down a little bit of new mulch right in front of the windows <laughs> to try to spruce up the place. Like, that was gonna fucking work. <laughs> So, like, in the pictures, it shows, like, this nice deck off the side of the house. So yeah. we go over to the side of the house, and 
when we turned the corner, it, I almost got tetanus just looking at this fucking thing. Yeah. It the the deck was completely rotted out. Um, there's fucking dude every inch. There's like jagged, rusty nails sticking out of it. There's big holes in it. So I'm like, all right, well, let's go check out the fucking backyard. There's got to be something more in the backyard. Mm-hmm. So I'm like walking across this fucking deck, thinking I'm gonna fall through it any second now. Mm-hmm. And we finally get around to, like, where you can see kind of where the backyard is. And it, it was just, the whole fucking place was trash. Yeah. So I, I got I got a little pissed off. I'm like, you know, you show these fucking pictures of this place. The, pic- the pictures made it look fucking decent. Made it look really nice. Right. And then I get there and see this shit. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, Florida's the worst for that. I mean, uh, there's, there's, there's no law that I know of. And I don't practice in Florida, so I can't really say for sure. But there's no real estate law that I know of that says that you have to upload recent pictures, you know? No. And that, that's, that's what the fucking issue yeah. is because somebody, I, I was talking to somebody at work today when I first got there uh-huh. and, um, they had said that most of the pictures on these websites are from like previous sales, uh-huh. uh, previous owners and whatnot, that none of them are really fucking up to date at all. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, and Florida's the worst for it. I mean, the, the, there, there are good real estate agents down there. Um, I can hook you up with one if you if you want. Um, go ahead. What's up? Huh? Were you going to say something? Or were you just gasping no, for air? <laughs> I was kind of gasping for air. I, I just had like these weird uh, uh, fucking deviled egg guacamole concoctions. And it's kind of repeating on me a little nice. bit. Nice. <laughs> anyway, um, I can hook you up with an agent um, that works with my firm up. Up, up, up here. If, if you wanna, somebody that's trust trustworthy. But um, right now we got uh, I guess somebody that Tina used to work with became a real estate agent, so we're checking him out for now. Yeah. But if he doesn't pull through for me, I'll take somebody else. Cause fuck these guys. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, L- let let him show me one fucking crack house, and he's fucking done. Right. <laughs> but yeah, down there, I mean, just money comes first. I mean, and that was when we bought our house. Like the agent didn't really care about our needs and we bought a house down, right. down down there you know and just you know just showed us whatever you know would make her more more money and it's not really you know <laughs> not really what we were looking for but you know no nah, i don't want that shit you know i've got a very specific like price range in mind mm-hmm. like i definitely want to keep it under 250 grand yep. and you know i've got several things in mind that we want so i mean this is tina and i tina and i sorry um We've been down here in Florida since 2002, mm-hmm. and I, we always said we were going to buy a house, but then we're like, well, we really don't want to buy a house here because we don't want to stay here. Right. We, we hate Florida, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, so at least this part of Florida. Up north isn't too bad, not west isn't too mm-hmm. bad, but fucking south Florida fucking blows. Yeah. So, uh, but we're, we're just to the point now where it's like we're tired of renting. We're tired of just throwing money away. Yep. If we're going to be here and we're here for now, let's just buy a house and be done with it. But when we buy a house, we want to have a house that we're going to be in for a while. We're not looking to move in a couple years or whatever. We want to have a house for like the next like fucking 10 years Mm -hmm. and not worry about moving. So Mm -hmm. we're not going to settle in anything. We really want to make sure we got the house we want. Yeah, that's 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 the way to do it. Um, If if you want to have a good laugh, go to uh, Facebook and look up the Facebook group. Really bad MLS photos. And you'll see some horrific photos there. Oh, damn, man. <laughs> Look, and these people are crazy. Yeah. And, like, there, there's so many foreclosures down here. Like, every other uh, 
like website that we we visit websites like all the time. The other night, actually, that night that we went out, mm-hmm. we checked out um, websites and went out for different uh, listings. Like fucking, I, I think one was called Zillow. Yeah, don't use Zillow. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> um, like Homes dot com and Realtor dot com, yeah. just like a whole bunch of different websites. Just see what was out there. Yeah. And uh, like ninety percent of the listings we saw were all foreclosures. Yeah. yeah. And foreclosures, I mean, as far as we can tell, are fucking trash. Oh, like, yeah. Every one of them is just fucking destroyed. Yeah, they're probably gutted for their copper pipes. And, yeah, and yeah I mean, I went into one house uh, last week. The people removed the toilets. Like, they're, like you're really going to get much resale value out of the fucking toilets. <laughs> I fucking, I saw, like, we saw so many houses that were missing fucking toilets. I don't get it. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, I really man? don't get it. <laughs> I'm positive. At that point, it's just like, well, fuck them. They're not having my toilet. You <laughs> right. know, it's just some stupid bullshit. <laughs> Either that or they're like, those fucking porcelain precious moments dolls get me. <laughs> Look at how much porcelain I have. I shit in it every day. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Like, if I was ever going to be, like, that big of a dick and take stuff, I think I would do it with a little more creativity. Yeah. Like, you know... Say I've got tile flooring mm-hmm. and um, I was being foreclosed upon and I had to leave my place. See, I think I would take like every fifth or sixth tile and just like leave like little fucking holes yeah. all over the fucking yeah. floor. This way, I mean, they walk in like, what the fuck? And there's just little holes everywhere. <laughs> um, maybe I fucking like take a couple of dead rats and shove them into a fucking vent somewhere. Yeah, that's been done. But again, you know... It, it, no, I see that kind of stuff, but I just thought to myself, I'm like, well, I'm just fucking, I'm fucking over the new homeowner. Right. I mean, they're not doing anything wrong. Right. So, I mean, you know, what's the point of that? But I don't know. I can see myself being kind of a vindictive dick. Yeah, people with sense say that, you know, you're, you know, the next pre- people that buy the home didn't do it, do anything to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I were to do something like that, I think I would, I would remove all the interior doorknobs. And replace them with exterior doorknobs and lock them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I I don't know why people destroy their homes. I don't understand why realtors put up uh, pictures that aren't current or, you know. Yeah, it drives me crazy. The worst is just when you you hook up with an agent and they show you shit that you just don't want to see. Well, see, that's that's one of the reasons why... uh... You know, I'm happy going with somebody Tina yeah. knows because, I mean, when we sit down and talk to him, she actually just talked to him a little bit yesterday kind of, via text message, tell him that we're interested in having him help us. Mm-hmm. Um, when I sit down and talk with him, it's pretty much just going to be like, look, man, this is what we have. This is what we're looking to spend. You know, this is what we want. Mm-hmm. Don't I don't want to be shown stuff that we either A, can't afford yeah. or B, just don't want, you know, if this is what we're looking at. Yeah. And hopefully, you know. From what Tina says, he's a cool guy, and, you know, it's him and his brother who own the company mm-hmm. or work for the company or whatever. Do they own or work for the company? They work for the company. Um, so hopefully, you know, they're pretty decent people about it because I still want to deal with that bullshit, man. I, I hate that shit. I, I hate going somewhere, like, for anything. I can fucking buy a TV. No. And I'm like, okay, I have $1,000. I want a TV, and I don't want to spend more than $1,000. And they show you, you know, one or two TVs. But then they're like, oh, well, this one over here is like the deluxe version. And, you know, it's 1100 but it's like, no. 
I don't want to spend any more than a thousand dollars. Quit showing me shit that I don't want to fucking right. see. <laughs> and because of sales tax, you better be showing me nine hundred dollar TVs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking thousand dollars, everything all right. together. Tax, tag, box, shipping, delivery. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not paying for your fucking commission, you piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. Oh man. So I don't know, man. We're, uh, you know, I'm nervous and excited all about it. You know, I really want to get into a house. I'm fucking tired of this shithole we're living yeah. in. So, yeah, I can't wait to get into something. Yeah, I mean, that's. Uh... We've owned a home before and it went through foreclosure during the whole crisis. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, we're not in, in a, we're not going to be able to get into a home for a little bit, but yeah, renting. Did you steal your toilet? <laughs> no, <laughs> I really should have, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm going to come over to your house. going to go into your bathroom. There's going to be two toilets. Just sitting there. <laughs> it was mine. I'm taking it. It's more of a pain in the ass to take it than just to leave it. <laughs> no. That's the other thing. It's like, I, I just don't understand. Like, is it really worth going through all that trouble to do this yeah. stuff? Like fucking putting holes in the walls, you know, letting your dog shit all over the place yeah. or, you know, fucking spray painting shit on the walls. Right. Like, come, is it really worth all that? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> just especially me. with the toilet, because, you know, you're filled with this anger, right? You're And you're so pissed off. And you have to go find a wrench. You have to, like, like take the screws out of the fucking floor where the toilet's bolted. And, not, like, after working all that out, you're like, I'm not going to fucking take the toilet. <laughs> like, right. like, if you're going to break a window, you get a rock, you fucking throw it through a window. I understand that, because that's a moment. You know, right. but yeah. but uninstalling a toilet is a process. Like you can't, you can't be fucking pissed to go, you motherfucker, and you ratcheting like that doesn't work. Like it just becomes like a fucking a moment of anger endurance. You just like, no, I gotta keep being mad about this. I gotta keep right. going. I gotta keep going. Like, it just. Like, at a certain point, you're like, okay, well, this is fucking pointless. Like, I, like I'd be happy if I, like, walked into, like, a, a house that we're looking at, and I swear to God, this never happens, I'll fucking die, and I'll call you immediately from the mm-hmm. house. But if I walk in and see, like, a toilet half, unassa- <laughs> half unassembled, I will fucking die. <laughs> like, that makes sense. Right? See, he, he had an idea, he got tired and realized how fucking stupid it was, so he stopped. It, it'd be hilarious if if one of us goes into a home and there's no toilet, but there's, but there's shit in the tub. Like they took out the toilet, yes. then they realized they had to take a dump, and they just fucking go in the tub. <laughs> oh man, and I'm like, I'm a freak about that shit. I'll, I'll never forget this. Um, years ago, uh, I worked with a guy who had a condo that he was trying to rent mm-hmm. out, and Tina and I were looking for a place before we moved into this mm-hmm. place, and um, he's like, oh, you know, I got this place. You know, come check it out. I'm like, yeah, sounds good, man. We can check it out. So we drive up there. First of all, he lied to us. He said it was like, oh, 15 minutes away. It took like fucking 35 minutes wow. to get there. Um, so we get there, and we're like looking around the place. And, you know, he's doing work on it, but it's definitely not ready yet. It looks like it's going to be nice. But I'm like checking everything. I go into the goddamn uh, master bathroom, and like, I'm fucking smelling something. What the fuck? Motherfucker turned off the water, but decided to fucking take a giant <laughs> shit in the toilet. <laughs> I'm just like, way to sell this place. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> 
even if I absolutely love the place, just walking in and seeing that, I was done. I was like, I'm not buying this place. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with it. I mean, if it's a condo, there's got to be like a gym or a clubhouse or something. Like, there's got to be something, dude. Come on. Fucking pucker your butthole and get to the clubhouse. Like, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know. You fucking set this up. You know you got people coming over. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> He must have been thinking to himself, I know what's really going to impress these people. (laughs) (laughs) Wait till you see the size shit this toilet can take. (laughs) It just fucking baffled me, man. man. I don't understand. I don't get it. Oh, God. All right, enough about houses. Let's see what else is on my list here. Oh, fucking Groundhog Day. This is the first Groundhog Day that I can remember that nobody fucking said a word Mm -hmm. about. I didn't hear anything about it on the news. I barely saw anything on Facebook. It was just like this was the Groundhog Day everybody forgot about. That's because it's all fucking bullshit. I mean, <laughs> we're just realizing now in 2015 that a fucking groundhog doesn't decide the fucking weather. Like, <laughs> He's been wrong for the last 30 years. You know, we still oh, right, yeah. Who, who gives – fucking kill the groundhog. Who gives a shit? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> all these fucking pucks of tawny – people all go to hell like <laughs> that, that asshole's been lying to us like you said for 30 years <laughs> it was just weird like i, I had to think about it somebody oh, what, oh i think it was you that's that's exactly what it was you, you fucking post something on the uh the uh the facebook yeah. page about uh bruce jenner seeing his dick <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> that's right <laughs> which was fucking beautiful i love that <laughs> And I read that, and I was like, holy shit, Groundhog's Day. Yeah. I was like, nobody said a fucking thing about Groundhog's no. Day. No. It's weird, man. I don't know why. I just, like, not like it's important at all, but I don't know. I just thought it was strange that, you know, everybody up north doing all this fucking snow and whatnot. Like, that's usually what sparks people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, I got to see if we're going to have six more weeks of right. winter. But nobody said anything about it, so I thought, oh, I thought that was kind of curious. <laughs> I mean, they're sitting there in fucking four feet of snow, like – they don't get they know it's bullshit like they just <laughs> finally admitted it like just <laughs> one quick fucking swoop right the whole nation decided two days ago that fucking groundhog day is fucking horseshit <laughs> just one fucking yeah. swift collective fucking collective subconscious Everybody's like, fuck Groundhog Day. <laughs> Nobody <Yeah>. gives a shit. <laughs> Take it off the two, 2016 calendar. Nobody cares. Seriously, it's just fucking done. <laughs> Rename the day to fucking something else. Like, <laughs> Not for nothing. How sad is our fucking nation and like society as a whole that we have a fucking day on a calendar named after a fucking Groundhog? Right. Like, how fucking sad and ridiculous is I that? I know. And we thought it told us the fucking weather. Like, I know. <laughs> we believed it. Like, I mean, what the fuck are we paying meteorologists for if we got a fucking animal that can come out of a hole and tell us what the weather Yeah, just be? fucking put him in a nice shirt and tie, put him on TV. <laughs> Give him a fucking carrot, put peanut butter in his lips so it looks like he's fucking talking. <laughs> he's fucking, exactly. Mr. Ed, that motherfucker. Yeah. It'd be great. <laughs> I would actually watch the fucking news all the time if that was the case. Oh, man. If you put a fucking groundhog up on my TV right now with a fucking green screen behind mm-hmm. 
and he was like doing the weather, I would never ever. I've watched Weather Channel all day long. <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, now all they've got is a that big fucking retard Jim Cantori up there. <laughs> <laughs> the only weatherman that takes steroids. Like what the fuck is this problem? He's, he's a fucking idiot, right. man. He's he's talking about Florida pointing over here to California. And shit. <laughs> right. Fucking guys and idiots. <laughs> oh my god, man! I, you, I never fucking thought about that until now. Just that there's a fucking day on our calendar named after a fucking round. Yeah, it's such a stupid fucking tradition, and just it makes no sense at all. And yet we all like, oh my god, Groundhog Day, like so fucking stupid. The motherfucker's blind anyway. They can't even see. How the fuck is he seeing a shadow? I don't know. I'm just thinking of, of, of all the atrocities in our past. Slavery. What we did to Native Americans. <laughs> the one thing that I am most disgraced about is that <laughs> we come from a people that actually believed that at some point this shit was real. <laughs> No, I gotta look this up. I gotta fucking research and find out where this whole fucking thing came from. Because seriously, I mean, what happened? This guy's outside, he's fucking walking around, and out pops this fucking groundhog, and he thinks the groundhog saw a shadow. And then, like, you know, six weeks later, wait a minute, I forget now, is it, he sees a shadow and it's six weeks later, or he doesn't see a shadow and it's six weeks early? Spring comes six weeks early if he doesn't see his shadow. Okay, so a motherfucker sees a shadow, right? And then this guy, six weeks later, it's still fucking snowing out. And then he puts it into his fucking mind. He goes, oh my god, that fucking groundhog, it saw a shadow. Right. This is why it's still wintertime. Yeah. Like, who comes up with this shit? Not to mention that the groundhog probably ran away because he saw a big fucking, right. big fucking whatever, like, for the first time ever. Like, <laughs> and a big black leather boot, like, coming towards his hole. Like, of course he's going to run away. <laughs> groundhog Day origin. And what does that say for groundhogs? They're a bunch of fucking pussies. They're afraid of their own shadow. Right. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Da, 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 da. <sighs> okay, this comes from, I don't know if I trust this place, but it says uh, stormfacts.com. Okay. I just fucking Googled this first thing mm-hmm. popped up. It says, the groundhog considered to be by their ancestral grandfather. When German settlers arrived in 1700s, they brought a tradition known as Candleman's Day, which has an early origin in the pagan celebration of embolic. Im- okay. It came at the midpoint between winter solstice and spring equinox. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that even mean? That's probably February 2nd. The halfway point between summer and uh, winter and spring. So this is a fucking like pagan holiday, pretty much. Nice. Awesome. What a, fuck, just what a fucked up world. I just, I don't get it. It just makes no sense. We've embraced this shit for so long. Embrace it so much that, like you said, fucking up in Pennsylvania, they actually have, like, this big parade and gathering of people. I, I gotta be fucking kidding me. What I would like to see is that fucking groundhog come out and fucking, like, bite the finger off one of the fucking people yeah. there. 
That would be way more entertaining for me because I, I, I don't understand this whole tradition anymore. I'm going to say, too, pagans are fucking pieces of shit, right? Because they are, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Hear me out now. I, I can't wait to hear First, that. they give us Halloween, which is fucking awesome. You get candy. Awesome. Like, you just go up to doors and they fucking throw candy at you. Great. Greatest fucking tradition ever. Groundhog Day? Like, what the, how do you go from Halloween to Groundhog Day? Like, <laughs> we all gather to watch this fucking animal be pulled out of a fucking box and put back in the yeah. box. That's fucking No boring. candy or pizza? No no candy. Now, there's a fucking tradition I get behind. If, if I went and, you know, this groundhog came out and said, fuck a shadow and just started flinging Snickers at people, I'd get behind right. that. That's a day worth putting on the fucking calendar. So why can't they do that? Why can't they fucking have a goddamn groundhog come out with like one of those t-shirt throwing guns? Yeah. And you know, he fucking starts shooting t-shirts, Snickers and yeah. stuff. And- There's like dance music playing. like Yeah! <laughs> and lights. Dancely clad women up on stage shaking their tits and right. whatnot. Go groundhog! This is a Go groundhog! groundhog Go groundhog! <laughs> <laughs> That's a groundhog this is something day. I get behind, man. Hell yes, we should petition. <laughs> if, if we get enough signatures, the White House has to at least look at it. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, you know what? Talking about fucking idiotic tradition bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay, that article I sent you today. Yeah. Um, I it, it fucking it really pissed yeah. me off. Uh, let me just pull it off so I'm not completely talking out of my ass. Well, just... To basically summarize what it is, it's uh, this high school girl mm-hmm. goes to prom, has this fucking really pretty dress that her parents, I think, bought overseas, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fucking revealing at mm-hmm. all, but she's forced to put on a jacket and cover up her shoulders because the strap that goes across her shoulder is less than two inches thick. Yeah, it's like a spaghetti strap. It wasn't even a spaghetti strap. It was a little bit thick. Yeah, like, it was. It was a little bit yeah. thicker. It, it looks like a good inch, inch and right. a half. It's definitely not like you know, like a fucking shoestring kind of strap. Yeah. Like I said, spaghetti yeah. strap. I mean, it, it is a fucking legit dress. I mean, I've seen some slutty looking um, dresses before, yeah. especially to proms and whatnot. Yeah. And this had nothing to do with right. that. Right. I, I just I don't I don't understand it. Like. I understand that, you know, they're they're worried about people being inappropriate dressed, so they have to put, like, you know, some kind of rules on it or whatever, sure. you know. Dress can't be whatever, so many inches above the knee or whatever, mm-hmm. but come on, man. Look, I, I'm a fucking, I'm a horny guy. I don't think I've ever fucking saw some girl's shoulders and decided to go into the fucking back and rub one out. I just, I don't see that. You happening. know why that is? Because that's not where they keep the fucking nipples. Like, yes. <laughs> there's a reason why Pete, like guys like the low cut shit, the high fucking leg, whatever, the high fucking leg line dresses, whatever you want to call it. Because that's where they keep the fucking nipples and the holes. <laughs> like, <laughs> the nipples and the holes. <laughs> They're not keeping that shit on their shoulders. <laughs> like... Oh my 
god, man. I just, <clears throat> it really bothers me. Like, these schools are getting fucking insane. Um, I mean, this has nothing really to do with this, but, like, you go back to that one kid that had to be sent home because his shirt had, like, I think, like, a gun on it or it had a saying about a gun or whatever, mm-hmm. some bullshit about mm-hmm. that, and they fucking wouldn't let him come back to school unless he changed his right. shirt. It's like, come on, yeah. man. This, I, I get it. You're trying to protect people, whatever, but this is not something that needs fucking protection. Right. I, um, back in uh, high school, I took uh, French, and which, by the way, kids, if you're going to take a language, take French, because in French, it was just me and Jay Sikorsky, and the rest of the class was fucking filled with girls. Right? So fucking... <laughs> 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 right so okay um friend of the show amy upball back then was amy amy veneman came into class with a violent femme shirt on violent femmes in french is rape women <laughs> i didn't know yes. that that's great well i didn't know that <laughs> until then either <laughs> so she walks into french class with a violent femme which popular band at the time you know they're of course. very, you know, and obviously they don't condone raping women, but that's just the name of their band because it sounded cool. And uh, she came into that classroom and, uh, man, Miss Warren flipped out. <laughs> she was like, I can't believe you come in here wearing that shirt. And I was thinking to myself, like, <laughs> I can't believe you fucking think we speak a French already. Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> We're here to learn this shit. Like, <laughs> But she sent her out. She had to turn it inside out and all that stuff. It was, yeah, it was bad. That's that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, although fucking rape women, that's that's pretty fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody else knows what the fuck no. it means. I mean, who gives a like, shit? Like if <laughs> if you wear a shirt that says "rape women" or "violent femme" and the actual act of it pictured, <laughs> like whatever. It said violent femme, and then on the back was like U.S. tour dates. Like it's not a fucking right. shirt. <laughs> it's not a it's not a pro sexual assault shirt at all. Like, I don't... <laughs> These are the dates I rape bitches right, right. Here. <laughs> Red Bank, October seventh, nineteen ninety six. Like <laughs> I did her in the ass. <laughs> shirt to make though <laughs> <laughs> oh god like wh- what would the reaction be if like you fucking you're on like a subway or whatever and you see this guy stand there and you see the front of his shirt and it literally says fucking you know i rape women and then on the back it had like all these dates with like their names next to them <laughs> Some of them, they don't even have a name. It'd just be like, miscellaneous redhead I saw in the alley. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I almost want to get a shirt like that. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if somebody would make it for Oh, I'm me. sure they will. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great idea to fucking like go to a t-shirt place and be like, I need this shirt made. I need to say... I rape women and then like have all the names. <laughs> you, you fucking go there. You pull out a spreadsheet. Like just... 
<laughs> fucking this is what I need on the back. And you're like, <laughs> you're like Can I email you an Excel file? <laughs> right. It's like the uh um oh god, uh Ferris Bueller's day off. When uh they come up or is it Ferris Bueller's day off? No, I'm sorry, um shit. Oh god, I can't believe I'm fucking blanking on this movie. It's got fucking John Cusack in it. He fucking fell in love with a girl. Oh my god! I That's can't, every I'm just movie. gonna piss me off. Is man. it the one where he skis? Better off dead. Yes, better yeah. off dead. Thank you. Better off fucking dead. Where uh, the whole class like pulls out like these fucking huge like phylodexes and like uh, fucking big ass word processors and shit. That's what I want to say. <laughs> I want it's like this fucking huge like accordion file thing <laughs> right. up with all like their information in it. <laughs> that would be the worst, uh, um, the worst reason to write, to ask somebody to rape them if that's even a thing. Like fucking, <laughs> you just tap a girl on the shoulder. Excuse me, <laughs> I'm compiling a list of rape victims because <laughs> I have a t-shirt idea. <laughs> Would you mind? Ah, fuck it. Just get on the fucking ground. <laughs> the polite rapist. <laughs> The whole time you're doing it, you're, like, trying to explain the t-shirt to her. <laughs> like, hey, it's going to be good. It's all it's all very tasteful. Don't right. worry about it. <laughs> I'll only use your last initial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. You, you start collecting, like, blood from them because you want to, like, stain the t-shirt with blood. <laughs> <laughs> Write their names in oh, their own man. blood. <laughs> that might have gone. Yeah, too I far. think so. <laughs> All right. What? Well, uh, you know what? Speaking of uh, younger women and whatnot, mm-hmm. so I got this weird thing. For some reason, women and younger women seem to want to fucking like confide in me so much. They want to tell me everything, huh. and it, it, it's kind of weird and awkward. Yeah. Like, um, for instance, I, I got this girl I work with. Her name's Nicole. We've been playing, like, fucking trivia crack together mm-hmm. and whatnot. Well, like, when we're working, though, she comes up and starts, like, telling me all of her, like, fucking problems. You know, uh, she was dating this kid that we work with, and it, it ended badly, and now she's upset. And, like, I constantly, like, dude, they all just fucking flock to me. And it's, like, annoying because I'm not that guy. I'm like, I don't really give right. a fuck. You know, I don't, I don't give a shit about your boyfriend or whatever. Fucking leave me alone. But they always flock to me. Uh, they always try to fucking friend me on Facebook. I go to my Facebook right now, and there's, like, fucking, like, tons of friend requests from, like, little girls. And, like, you know, they're all – when I say little girls, I mean, like, fucking, you know, 17, some 18 or whatever. Right. But it's, like, fucking – dude, I'm 30 fucking six years right. old. Leave me to fuck alone. Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't want to deal with your fucking kitty shit. <laughs> I've never been a guy that people – confided in me i mean you know friends of course but you know right like relative strangers co-workers like people that i don't see outside of work like no they don't ever you know i joke around and stuff like that but they're never like hey i i gotta tell you something my father fucking beats me <laughs> like no i don't ever fucking, <laughs> like, <laughs> i guess i don't come across as the guy to tell that kind of shit to you know as yet that's what's weird about me is like you know me. I'm like some fucking sarcastic asshole at 24-7. Right. Like, 
people come up and say shit to me and my immediate reply is sounds like a fucking personal mm-hmm. problem like i, I don't want to deal with that mm-hmm. shit and they don't they don't take fucking no for an answer they they have to like bring me into their life and i'm like i, I don't want to hear any of this shit there's this fucking other girl i work with and she she's a little bit old i don't want to say she's like 22 23 i'm not really sure how no. she is but she's insistent on trying to make me her friend i can't stand right. it but every day i walk in oh hi nick how are you and i don't say anything to her like not a fucking hmm. word and she's always like oh why are you so mean to me you know i just want to be your friend i'm like i don't want to be your friend and i tell her flat out i don't want to fucking be your friend and she's insistent trying she she's another fucking friend request on facebook no. She, okay. I have denied her three times, and she keeps fucking re, re fucking friending me. Really? And shit. I, I would just block her all together, but I'm hoping that a small part of her dies every time I decline her uh, request. <laughs> you know, I I used to be the guy that would go out after work and hang out, but when I worked at like McDonald's or fucking Domino's Pizza, like I I was a younger guy, you know, so I was you know we'd all go and hang out, and whatever. But like. You know, when I worked at Verizon, like, they wanted to hang out, like, constantly. And it's like, I'm a fucking adult now. Like, I don't fucking do this shit. Seriously. Like, I got fucking kids at home. Like, I don't, I don't want to hang out with you. Like, you're going to go to a fucking bar and get trashed. Like, that's not my scene now. You know? I just saw you for eight fucking hours. <laughs> exactly I'm right. I'm done with you. I don't want right. to see you anymore. <laughs> you know? I put in my time today. I'm done. <laughs> I can fucking barely handle you at work. <laughs> yes. It just it, it fucking drives me crazy. And there, there's so many people who feel like they need to hang out with people yeah. outside of work. And I'm like, I'm not that right. guy. Like, there's a couple of guys, uh, a couple of people I hang out with outside of work. You know, I've gone, you know, watch a movie with a few of them or, you know, maybe grab a bite to eat or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like, maybe three fucking people out of everybody that I work with that I would hang out with outside of work. And now, uh, you look at RJ. My best friend, I I, fought, I worked with him. We we met working at the same yeah. place. You know, I hang out with him all the time right. and everything. But he, he's like the fucking exception to right. the rule. Other than that, I'm like, I, I don't, I, I have to fucking, I have to be here. I have to yeah. see you. Outside of work, fuck you. Right. I, I, unless you want to pay me for my time, then maybe we could talk about it. I ain't dealing right. with it. But, like, there's people I work with who are like, like you said, they work all day together. Like, oh, okay, we're we're gonna go out to Denny's tonight and like hang out. And I'm like, why? Right. Oh, you know, we haven't seen each other in a while. I'm like, you just spent all fucking day here together. Like, w- what? Like, it's I, I don't get no. it. No, I, I mean, I've spent many lunches with co coworkers, and like, well, like I I used to work in the mall for uh, Verizon, so. You know, they'd send two of us to lunch at the same time. And they'd be like, oh, do you want to go and get lunch? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. So we'll fucking go into the food court, get lunch, put our trays on the table. And I'm just fucking, just fucking eating. Like, like, I don't care about conversation. Like, I just want to eat my fucking orange chicken. And and they're fucking talking to me. And I'm like, it's fucking lunchtime. Like, I'm fucking eating. A lunch has its purpose, and it's to eat food. Right. I don't want to talk right. to you. I just want to eat my food. <laughs> and I'd rather talk to my food, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look so good. I'm going to fucking eat you right now. <laughs> but, like, this one time I went with this young lady, and um, 
I don't even remember her name because she wasn't there that long. But um, put my tray down and I start eating and she's talking and I'm still eating. I'm just going at it. Like she'll ask me a question, I'll just grunt at her. <laughs> and, she, and she goes, "You don't say much, do you?" I'm like, "Look at me and look at what's in front of me. Like nothing else exists right now. <laughs> Let me eat my food and get back to work." But they're like offended. They're offended. It's like, oh, see, that's what irritates me. Like you see the fucking headphones I have on right now. This is, <clears throat> I bring these to work with me every day, and I fucking, I rock my Kindle, and, you know, I sit there and I watch TV shows on Hulu or whatever if I downloaded mm-hmm. something, and that's what I do. Like, I, my routine is, I go to my break room, I <clears throat> take out my food, throw in the microwave, heat it up, I set up everything, I grab my food, I come over, immediately put on my headphones, watch what I want to mm-hmm. watch, and that's it. And these fuckers, once they're on, you really don't hear what anybody else saying around, which is the main reason I fucking yeah. got them. So, <clears throat> I can't tell you how many fucking times, like, I'll just look up for whatever random reason, and there's somebody, like, staring at me, and I see, like, their fucking lips moving. I'm just like, are you fucking serious? So then, like, I'll put my head down again, go back to watching, and I'll look up again, and they're still there staring at me, fucking lips moving again. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I lift up one fucking ear, and I'm like, what? And they're, like, in the middle of a fucking conversation right. with me. I'm just like, are you fucking serious? So I immediately, like, even, like, mid- conversation with them talking i immediately just put it back over my ear and go back to watch right. the show <laughs> i don't care who i offend this, this is my fucking break time i have to deal with enough crazy ass fucking people when i'm on the right. clock when i'm off the clock and i'm eating my fucking sandwich or whatever i got in front of me or whatever that's it that's what i want to do i want to watch my fucking show and i want to eat my fucking food end of story that's it. i don't want to hear about your fucking life today i i almost lost my shit i go in there and I have one of my favorite fucking meals now. Uh, we start making a, uh, a veggie pasta with a turkey bolognese. It's freaking amazing. Right. So I got it. I know it's going to be good. I'm all ready for it. And I'm, like, I'm sitting there. I'm waiting for the microwave to go off so I can get it. And there's this guy in there, and he won't shut the fuck up. He's loud. He keeps constantly talking, complaining about everything. He's one of those assholes that has to tell everybody about their lives, even though – Nobody gives a shit. He just wants to share his life stories with right. people. So he, he just won't fucking stop. So I immediately put on my fucking headphones. And it was like he was waiting for me to move my headphones over my ears. Because the second I put them on, he immediately turns to me and starts fucking like yelling my name. And I was like, dude, I, I don't want to talk. I want to eat my lunch. I want to watch my TV right. show. And he gave me like the fucking dirtiest look. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. This is my time. Right. It's not our time. It's my fucking right. time. Oh, God, I hate yeah, that shit. I know that guy. I know the guy that you're talking about. <laughs> He's... Everybody knows that right. guy. There's there's always that one fucking yeah. guy everywhere you go. And he's talking to you about how his shitty fucking car keeps breaking down. And you're like, just yes. get a fucking better car. Just go get a better car. Like, Stop trying to work with the shitty one. <laughs> go get a new car. And shut up! <laughs> just shut up! Yes, just shut the fuck right. up! Nobody cares! Right. He comes, he came in, oh god, I, I deal with this motherfucker all the time. There, I can't tell you how many times he's come in, and like, he'll cough. Mm-hmm. Nobody will say anything, nobody even fucking look in his direction. All of a sudden, oh, well this cough, you know, it's been going on forever. Nobody fucking asked you! Right. 
Notice around. What are eight fucking people? Not one person even looked up at you when you coughed. Because nobody fucking cares that you cough. Shut the fuck up. Like, I, I hate it. I get, I get so fucking mad. <laughs> Every time. If I'm in there and he walks in. I want to just, like, pick up a chair and fucking throw it at him before he has a chance to say anything. I, I just, oh, I hate yeah. this motherfucker. The only ones that are worse than that are the look at my pets people. I fucking <laughs> yes. hate them. Oh, look at my cell phone. I took a picture of my dog. He's lying on his back scratching it. It's okay, Barbara. Shut the fuck up. Like, I don't care. Like, I have a dog. I know what they, that's what dogs do. You know why they do that? Because they can't fucking work a back scratcher, all right? Like, they're not doing it for you. Like, they don't give a shit about how you think they itch their back. They have a fucking itch. Like, what the fuck? If they had thumbs, they'd fucking do it differently. Oh my god, man! I have fucking several of those people too. I got one that like is one of those fucking like Facebook meme type people. Like every single day, she's got to come in and like show me her phone. Like, oh, oh, you you would like this? I, I was gonna post it on your Facebook, but we're not friends. I'm like, we're not friends for a fucking reason. This is the fucking reason, you know? Because I don't want to see this shit every fucking day. Like, it's just so fucking annoying. Like. And then I gotta sit there and like sometimes I'll pretend to read. I'm like, oh, haha, yeah, it's funny, and walk away. Other times, like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm just like, I don't give a shit, man. Like, the, oh god, and they don't stop. It's like if the the least amount of interest you show, they they want to keep coming back right. to you. Like they're hoping that this picture, this one here, they're gonna show you today is gonna turn everything around. And all of a sudden, I'm gonna be totally interested. I'm like, oh, now I know what you're talking about. Show me more, please show right. me more. But I don't want to see any of it. None of it. People, stop showing us shit. Nobody wants to see anything. If we want to see it, we'll fucking ask right. you. There's people that I've worked with for fucking years that have no idea what my dogs look like. Why? Because I don't fucking shove my phone in their face saying, hey, this is my dog. Look at my right. dog. God, I fucking hate that. <laughs> it's so fucking aggravating. Look at my dog. Eat his food. It eats its, it eats the fucking food because it wants to fucking live. Like, all right? Like, stop. Like, <laughs> I just, I hate the oversharers. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. People I hate. Over fucking sharers, man. They just have to, like, share everything about their mm-hmm. lives. I, oh, my God. This girl walked up to me, what was it, last week completely unfucking solicited and started talking about how her baby boy has a rash on his balls. Nice. The fuck do I care? If they're not my balls. He's not my kid. I'm not taking care of it. What the fuck do I care? Like, it just, it makes no fucking sense. And she's like, she's asking me for, like, advice on this shit. And I'm like, do you think I have a rash on my balls? That I, <laughs> I, I mean, I might have had a rash on my balls at one point. But I'm fucking have this conversation with you. I don't care. Fucking WebMD it. Take him to a fucking doctor. Do, do some, Stop fucking asking me questions. I don't know. My response to that would have been, well, you gotta, you gotta, he's got to stop fucking whores. Stop letting your friends fuck him, then. <laughs> Tell him to start double back. Right. That shit. I mean, seriously, what the fuck? Get a penicillin fucking shot. You're done with it. 
man. But that shit went on for days. Yeah. Like, every day she'd come in and update me. And, like, every day I'm like, you don't understand. I never asked you about this to begin right. with. Stop feeling like you need to tell me this right. stuff. Like, every day she'd be like, oh, I got this medicated stuff and I put it on me. He really hates it. He's always putting his hand and smacking it. And then I'm like, I don't care. You know, until I come up to you and go, hey, man, how's your kid doing? You know, did he get the fucking ball rash thing worked out? I don't want to know right. about it. And he's knocking your hands away because as children, we know that our mommies are not supposed to fucking touch us there. (laughs) It's not special. (laughs) Go go play with dad's balls, all right? These are mine. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. And Oh, Jesus Christ. You know who else I fucking hate? Those people who want to start a conversation with you. But they want you to start it. Like those people who walk up, like, oh man, oh damn, I can't believe Jesus. And they'll just keep going until, like, well, what happened? And then they fucking unleash their whole fucking conversation. It's like, all right. Like, I won't be that guy. You can sit there for like fucking three days straight going, oh man, I'm like, whatever. (laughs) I'm not dealing with it. You ain't getting me with that shit. I won't deal with it at all. And it's always some insignificant bullshit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like nothing of importance whatsoever. Right. And then the second you fucking bite and lie, oh, well, what's going on? You okay? And they, they come out saying, I'm like, what the fucking idiot? Why? Yeah. Why did I fucking answer this, yeah. man? And it's always like, oh, man, I forgot to water my plants. So, so fucking what? Like, I don't give a shit about it. Right. Like, and then you then you got to hear about their garden, yeah. and you got to hear about this, and then next thing you know, they're fucking taking out the phone, and they're showing you a picture of their fucking dog, scratching their back right. and shit. It's just all vicious fucking cycle that nobody needs to be a part of. You're absolutely right. Oh my God. They should be branded. They should all fucking be branded like a fucking scarlet letter or some bullshit. Yeah. This is what we all know what kind of assholes we're dealing with. <laughs> I'm just picturing people walking around with different fucking like scars in their chest like, just <laughs> for different reasons. Because we'd brand everybody for anything. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> this guy stole my you french fries. Yeah. <laughs> <Brand>. <laughs> he calls me past nine o'clock. <laughs> <Brand>. <laughs> This guy calls me bro, even though I clearly hate it. Brand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ, man. Uh, Wouldn't it be great if, like, we could immediately just look at somebody and know exactly what kind of person they are? It would make life so I think I have that kind of sense. I think so, yeah. I think I've developed it over years in sales. I just look at somebody and be like, nah, that guy's a fucking asshole. Like, I just know it. <laughs> Next <Right. race. laughs> You'd be like the guy, like a Willy Wonka factory, you know, judging all the bad right. things. You'd be like, no, asshole. Right. <laughs> asshole. All right, he seems all right. right. Asshole. Asshole. <laughs> all right, well, you know, it looks like Tina is setting the table for us to eat dinner. So let's fucking go ahead and call this one unless you got something else going on. Nah, let's, let's cut it. No. We're good. No, let's cut it. All right, guys. This has been American Fat Ass Podcast. You can find us online on iTunes, uh, Stitcher. We are on Twitter. I actually went on and tweeted stuff last night for the first time in like six months. 
<laughs> uh, you can find us at a fat ass at a fat ass podcast a fat ass i don't know what it is just go on there and search for american fat ass podcast you'll find us we are on facebook as well american fat ass podcast um i don't even know if we have a website anymore <laughs> <laughs> well don't don't worry sir i i am in the process of building right. one and it should be built in the next six All months. Right. <laughs> so that's coming soon, I guess we'll say. <laughs> sure, right over there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's there's noxious fumes coming from my kitchen and she's oh coughing. And she <laughs> she's making uh, a buffalo chicken and making like her own hot uh. sauce and I guess she started to cook it real fast, and all the fucking steam from the hot sauce is now escaping into nice. her Nice. It's pretty much fucking pissed. <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs> I look over and I see her going, <laughs> it was awesome. All right, guys. Uh, when you listen to this show, leave us a review. If you don't, you're fucking gay. That's yeah. it. And Jim can fucking see gay people from a mile away, yeah. right? Yeah, fucking gays. Yeah gaze all right guys this has been a good show we are out and to finish up our 52 theme uh episode we have reaper rick's true tree frog expose cafe uh this one's titled for all the little people celebrate reaper rick in his one year anniversary show as he gives you more life lessons and refuses to talk celebrity gossip it's all about the little people like him in real life stories Oh, and with a movie review or two mixed in for good measure. And good evening, everyone. And welcome back. I am Reaper Rick. And this is the Tree Frog Exposé Café. I may be speaking a trifle formally at the present. And that's only because I have a special announcement regarding this show, which I shall share with you presently. But before I do so, I think it would be important and helpful to have a little bit of special effects for this announcement. <clears throat> so I'm going to call on our bevy of <clears throat> young college co-eds who are interning here at the studio not really sure who's here today, whether it's Camille, Diane, Renee, but someone will be able to do this for me, I think. And, or it might even be Dave, who knows. But what I would like is a nice fanfare, please, for my announcement. That would be very helpful, I think. So if you could just whip something together, fanfare, please.
Podcast.
so I make a quick right turn into a uh, uh, parking lot kind of situation, and then I have to make a, uh, a left turn across traffic, all without stopping. And finally, I'm able to coast into a parking spot and shut the car off. And on the whole way over there, you know, my wife's got her feet raced against the windshield of the dashboard, just expecting the car to fucking blow or something. And I get out, and I, I knew what it was. Brenda the Zambell was shot. <clears throat> and, of course, I call them fan belts. Nowadays, they call them serpentine belts or S-belts because uh, I guess because they go around so many different pulleys and everything. It's a fan belt, okay? It makes the fan go around. But it also makes the uh, water pump work and the alternator work and pretty much everything else in the car, the engine rather that moves is moved by the fan belt. So the fan belt's not working. Here's the car. Cool. We're safe. We got the car pulled over Saturday afternoon. And uh, oddly enough, we managed to stop the car right in front of the AAA building. And there just happened to be a you know, big old flatbed tow truck loading up some poor sucker and getting ready to talk away. So I went over to those guys and asked if they could come back <clears throat> for us. No, no, they're on the other side of the fucking city. And he gave me a phone number of somebody that was local. So I called them and uh, turned out that uh, their company, for whatever reason, that day, Saturday afternoon, they were towing for the police department. I don't know what that means, but they had no trucks available because the cops were using them all. So we decided that uh, they were just going to have to abandon the car at, the, at that time. <clears throat> we had uh, uh, Dave's wife come pick us up. And uh, you know, I have to have to deal with it later on. So, Sunday, and I, I knew, you know, I can replace a fan belt, I've done that many times before, older cars, and this was a 1993 Dodge Dynasty four-door, uh, so it was an open car that, yeah, you could still reach the fan belt and the water pump and all that other shit. So anyway, I thought I might be able to do it myself. Sunday morning, I wake up, <coughs> excuse me. Sunday morning, I wake up, and the whole left side of my face is swollen. I don't mean just a little bit puffy. I mean, I look like a fucking half a chipmunk. The historic is that's familiar. Something happened while I was sleeping. And my face, my cheek, and my lips, but just half my lips, the left half of my lips, were so swollen, I couldn't even close my lips. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, that was a rather shocking discovery and not very pleasant. 
didn't feel good about that at all. Didn't actually hurt, except, you know, the pressure from all my, my skin being swollen up was kind of tender. But I wasn't going to be out cruising around. And uh, we had no car anyway. So, Dave and his family were uh, loading up their car because they were heading off on a 10-day vacation, holiday, something or other in Nevada. So, uh, they were hustling around, getting their shit together. Excuse me, had to swallow something there. Not do actually. <clears throat> um, so... But nothing was open on Sunday anyway. We couldn't do shit. So I had uh, told the girl on Saturday from the uh, Big Apple Towing place that if I couldn't get anything done with the car between Saturday afternoon and Monday morning, I'd call her back. Well, as it happened, I was too fucked up to do anything Sunday, so Monday morning... I woke right early and called her up and <clears throat> uh, got a ride over there from my next door neighbor. And they uh, went and picked up the car. It was still there. Amazingly. Brought the car back and uh, said that uh, aside from the band belt, which was shredded. The uh, water pump spindle had cracked, and the water pump was jittering back and forth. And I, you know, I, I had heard something rattling under the hood for a couple of weeks, and I, I never bothered to look to see what it was. So, you know, shame on me. But uh, yeah, the water pump needed to go. And the, uh, the fan belt, you know, not serious situation, but costly. So anyway, by the time the day got finished, uh, not to mention the fact that I got there at 10.30 in the morning and left at 3.30 in the afternoon. So then I stayed there, you know, the whole damn day, waiting for them to get the parts, you know, fix the car and test the car and do all the other bullshit. It cost me 400 bucks altogether, you know, counting the toe. But, you know, it's just one of those life lessons. And on this program, unlike other podcasts, you're, gonna, you're not, you're not going to hear about celebrities, you know, famous movie stars or athletes or whatever. You know, doing stupid shit, getting in trouble for it. You're going to hear about the little people, people like me and you. You're going to hear about us doing stupid shit, getting in trouble for it. This is real life, boys and girls. This is the way it really happens. Yeah. So anyway... <clears throat> car is up and running and uh, really smooth nice so I, I want to send out a you know, thank you shout out to Big Apple Toe down 
Bear Valley Road, just in case anyone cares. Uh, did a good job. Nice people down there. Joanne, Brian, all of them. <clears throat> they made a situation that, which could have been very, very, very painful and obnoxious, I guess. Uh, made it into a, a well, a situation that was not overly painful or obnoxious. It was still pain in the ass, but shit happens and hopefully you learn from your mistakes and move on and what else you can do, right? Oh, and just FYI for those who are curious, this morning when I got up, my swelling in my face had gone down quite a bit. Still a little puffy, but now, by now, my eating time seems to be returning to normal. So, for a uh, uh, scary thing a few minutes yesterday, I thought I may have contracted mumps somehow or other. Uh, I never had mumps when I was a kid. And I was born before the mumps vaccine would have been a I was born before the polio vaccine was available, but uh, I took the polio vaccine later on. Mumps uh, vaccine, I don't know if I ever had that. I was exposed to mumps. Every kid in the neighborhood got mumps but me. So there was that moment of uh, uncertainty, but. Apparently, well, that wasn't it either, so I, I think it was, and I don't know why it would be, but I think it was just stress, uh, stress caused by uh, the whole situation with the car, and I had uh, run out of most of my medications for high blood pressure, etc., because uh, well, that's something I'm going to get into later. Let's just say that uh, it was a stressful, stressful two days, but now I am here to have survived it, and we're going to move on to other things now. Uh, actually, <clears throat> I spent some time recently uh, checking out the movies on Netflix again, and I ran across some, uh, well, I ran across a movie I haven't seen for years and years and years. Uh, 48 Hours, 48 Hours with Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy, you know. Uh, O'Toole, James Remar, and David Patrick Kelly. Uh, 48 Hours, 1982, directed by Walter Hill. <coughs> uh, and I had forgotten just how crazy that movie was and how bloody it was. Uh, there's a uh, shootout in a, in a hotel lobby that at the time was so violent uh, a lot of people thought that uh, Walter Hill would 
not make another movie for Paramount because it was just so graphic. And yet, <clears throat> just uh, what three years later, he made another 48 Hours with Nick Nolte and Eddie, which I think is actually a better movie. But anyway, in case you forgot the plot. Uh, Eddie Murphy is a uh, con, convict rather. He's in he's in prison on a seven-year stretch or something for well, for he was involved in a robbery where someone was killed, so he got seven years for that. <clears throat> so Nick Nolte is a cop. He pulls uh, Murphy out of prison for for two days to help him hunt down this cop killer. Who also happens to be after Murphy, because Murphy's got the money. Okay, but anyway, the whole thing is I'm watching this movie and I see David Patrick Kelly, who plays a、uh, little guy Luther. This movie, and I thought, fuck, I know that little guy. He was in the Warriors from. 1979, also directed by Walter Hill, coincidentally, and <clears throat> so then I had to watch the Warriors because I wanted to see those guys again. Well, it turns out that aside from Michael Beck and、uh, Deborah Van Valkenburg and David Patrick Kelly, James Remar is also in the Warriors. And again, forty-eight hours. Of course, in forty-eight hours, he's a crazed killer, psycho. But、uh, in the Warriors, he wasn't a whole lot different than that. But he was at least on the, the good guy's side at that time. So anyway, so I watched the Warriors again, and、uh, that movie was just so great. 1979. I mean, come on. And、uh, David Patrick Kelly <coughs>、uh, played a psycho,、uh, also named Luther, in the Warriors. And he's the guy, you know, who when they're down there at Coney looking for the Warriors, he's the one going, Warriors. Come out and play, warriors! Come out and play. Anyway, he did that for like ten minutes with the police, but that was David Patrick Kelly. So anyway, I thought that that was just great. Those two movies are, you know, classics. Check them out. Forty-eight hours, and then another forty-eight hours, which was. Again, somewhat better than the than the than the, than the original. Again, lots of、uh, crazy people with big guns killing everybody. All right, enough of movie、uh, stuff.、Um, the word of the day, ladies and gentlemen, at least for this podcast, the word for the day is. Serendipity. Serendipity. Now, I know a lot of you have heard that word, and you know, 
contrary to popular belief, it was not coined by Mary Poppins, but was actually coined in 1754 by Horace Walpole. Walpole, I guess. Um, it means broadly a fortuitous happenstance or a pleasant surprise, which doesn't really, you know, tell you much of anything. I prefer the more uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the longer version of that uh, explanation or definition that is basically you have something, you find something that in and of itself does not really appear to be important. You know what I mean? But if you extrapolate what you have from your first hypothesis or experiment and take that information and, and apply it to something else, you discover that what you have is something amazing. Um, the discovery of penicillin, for instance, was uh, uh, serendipitous. And the reason I bring that up is because, again, um, I'm a writer, and at well, at, at when I first moved here to the high desert, uh, almost 20 years ago, okay, <clears throat> there was a well, there still is a jewelry shop store. Um, in one of the, uh, you know, all those places with lots of stores in them. Uh, well, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, shopping mall. Ha! There you go. Okay, it's not like a, a, a big, big mall, but there, you know, there's, there's got to be 25 or 30 stores in this place. And, uh, this, this, this jewelry store has been there for quite some time. I used to hang out there, uh, I've, I've always liked uh, coin collecting, you know. And the jewelry store itself is also a, a coin collecting mecca. The owner uh, the there has just an amazing array of both paper and coin money, plus all the different kinds of uh, gadgets to use for coin collecting. Anyway, I used to go in there a lot. and. You know, I would plop down, usually, usually not very much money, but I, I would pinch shit up for myself. That was where I found <clears throat> a, a gold band at one point. I think it was, it was before 2005, because gold and silver prices were still pretty low, and I was picking up basically loose gold and silver simply because. I thought at the time that it might be a good hedge against potential inflation, which, while I didn't know was coming, it just seemed like a good idea at the time. So I would, I would periodically just go in and buy gold rings or silver rings or coins or whatever, just basically to have. 
And I found this one gold band that he had there. And it had an inscription in the band. And it looked like there was a person's name, although the name was pretty much worn away. <clears throat> but the inscription was still there, and it said, I love you more than you love me. And there was a date. So it was a wedding ring, okay, a man's wedding ring, and <clears throat> I'm standing there in the store looking at this ring, and I, I thought, how sad that somebody's feelings, somebody's love has ended up in a It's not a pawn shop, but he does take in, you know, he buys gold and then resells it, okay. <clears throat> but here's this wedding ring from 1946. Um, the uh, woman took the time to have this engraved, um, and I would suspect that the uh, same inscription was written with her ring, although I don't know because I don't have any. Anyway, I bought the ring because I just thought this is just too sad to let it go and let it be just forgotten about. These people had a life together and somewhere down the line, a child or grandchild or somebody um, just pretty much gave away the ring, sold it off for uh, scrap. <clears throat> and I took the ring home and I'm, you know, looking at it and holding it and wearing it a little bit and I just thought, this story needs to be told, you know. And so I did. I, I wrote a story called Band of Gold and I, I didn't use myself as a character in the story, but I, I used my son. And basically, <clears throat> uh, you know, he's the one who finds the ring, he's the one who buys the ring, but basically for the same reasons that I did, that he just thought it was a very sad situation. But he goes home and puts the ring on, and he starts to get these visions, these flashbacks of a life that he's totally unfamiliar with. and. Eventually, what happens is that uh, he, over a period of weeks, he, he is given the opportunity of visualizing this man's pretty much entire life and death. And he finds out that while the man's wife um, died before he did, she was buried with her wedding ring for some reason. Uh, this guy's son didn't want his dad's ring buried in the ground, so he took it off of him and told him to bury it with him. And he kept it <clears throat> until um, his son basically stole it and, you know, pawned it for concert tickets. So anyway, it, it's, a, it, it's an interesting story. I have no idea. Well, I'm pretty sure none of it's true, 
as I as I brought put it together, but it still uh, explains what happened and how they, you know, were high school sweethearts and he wanted to join the army in World War Two, but his dad wouldn't let him go join up until after he graduated from high school, so he joined up in like 1944 or something. And uh, he was in the army until after the war. And, Then they got married in '46 and had children. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. But anyway, the dead guy wanted his ring back, and my son had it. In the story. <clears throat> so he and his friend figure out a way to get to the cemetery, and with a broken golf club, they. Uh, Punch a hole in the ground, basically. That's about five feet, and uh, they drop the ring into this hole. And that was the best they could do, you know, to get it as close to him as possible. And the ghost seemed to appreciate that. <clears throat> anyway, that was that was that story. That story came from just picking up something. That jewelry store. So recently, I've been working on another story, and I was at that jewelry store again, picking up a couple of things for my wife, <clears throat> and uh, I was getting ready to go. And <clears throat> they asked me if I had everything I needed, and I thought, well, I really feel stupid. Not getting myself something here, so I went back for one more look around. And in one of the trays, there, there's this necklace, and I'd seen the necklace before. In fact, it had been there three years before, um, before I moved to Idaho. You know, I mean, this necklace had been. Laying in this guy's case for at least four years, you know. <clears throat> you know, I remember that it had like a pretty hefty price tag on it at the time because it was uh, there was a lot of silver. It was a lot of silver in this necklace, and I said, but there was no price tag on it that day when I went in. So I said, well, let me look at this again. And she pulled it out and looking at this necklace. It was a heavy piece of.、Uh, Piece of work, you know. And so I, I asked him, "How much?" He asked me for this now. He said, "Well, I've had this thing in my store forever." And he gave me a really good price on it. And I thought, "Okay, take it." So <clears throat> I take it home, and it's a very unusual necklace, to say the least. And I put it on. And I'm looking、uh, at myself in the mirror with this necklace, and it's it's almost a choker. It's it's got a short chain, but it's a very very heavy thick chain. And of course, with my beard, I couldn't actually see the necklace. So I had to hold my beard out of the way so I could see the necklace. And I look at this thing, and I'm like, holy crap! This would be a perfect necklace for. <clears throat> One 
of the characters in my story to be wary, you know? And the more I got to thinking about it, the more it fit in just perfectly with the story I was working on. And so I spent like uh, three, maybe four nights. <coughs> when I go to bed at night, I usually can't fall asleep right away, so I think about I work on my stories probably in the dark. <clears throat> and for three or four nights I, I went through this this whole thing, this you know, with the with necklace and, and what was going to happen in the story with it until I got it just the way I wanted it. And it's just fucking cool. And that is serendipity. You know, it was almost like that necklace had been in the store for at least four years. I'd seen it before, I looked at it before, but it was just too expensive. I moved away for three years. I come back, and here's that necklace again. And <clears throat> it just so happens that I'm working on a story that the necklace fits into perfectly. Four years ago, I was looking at like this. It was just a, you know, curious piece of silver. Was, you know, cool, but it didn't mean anything to me. This time, however, I was attracted, I guess, to the necklace. And I was looking at it, and I just felt, you know, this should be purchased by me and taken home. This, this is something I should have. And it wasn't until after I got home that I was looking at it more carefully and realized that this will work in my story. And it will work very well. So, serendipity dudes. You know, you should you find something that apparently has no value at least no special value, and yet, when you extrapolate upon the potential of what you have in your hand, you discover that it can be carried much further, and it's something that is important. That's serendipity. Aren't you glad you got up out of bed this morning? <clears throat> so, anyway, that story is. Still a work in progress. I'm honing in on the, uh, the big climactic uh, scene toward the end, not at the end, but uh, but the necklace is, is a definite part of the story. Really, really pleased that I was able to accidentally, serendipitously pick this up. So. So for the uh, expose part of the program tonight, I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, insurance referendum, medical insurance, because by the time you hear this podcast, it will be after April 1st, which is when the new insurance program would go into effect. 
So now, um, everybody either has insurance or they don't. <clears throat> Which is pretty much the same thing that uh, was going on before April 1st. And I know that um, a lot of the uh, conservative right-wing people in this country seem to be very, very against um, the nationwide uh, insurance program. I'm not really sure why, unless it's just because uh, you can't force can't force Americans to buy something they, they don't want, right? They just won't have it. If the government tells them they have to do something, they're going to just do the opposite out of spite, <clears throat> I suppose. So, yeah, Americans, you know, do, don't want to buy stuff, something that the government forces them to buy. Um, well, yeah. I mean, everybody has car insurance now, <clears throat> or at least they're supposed to have car insurance now, but then everybody drives a car, not everybody gets sick on a regular basis. So I suppose car insurance is something that, uh, well, yeah, it's something that we need. Um, and of course we have to, you know, register our cars every year. Every vehicle has to be registered. Uh, motorcycles, cars, boats, uh, ATVs, planes, you know, trailers to haul all those things in, RVs, trucks. Everything has to be registered. That's the law. And that costs money, of course. So, yeah, we, we, we went along with that because, after all, well, I don't know after all, but, um, <clears throat> and, and we have to, uh, register our dogs for, dogs have to be, uh, registered, they have to have tags, just like, uh, just like a vehicle, although, we don't do that for cats, and it seems to me that there are a lot more cats roaming the neighborhoods than there are dogs, but, again, uh, can't force Americans to do anything they don't want to do. Well, you can, but they're going to put up a fight about it. And eventually they'll go along with it. Uh, so, the problem with the insurance thing is that uh, if you don't have insurance now, and you go to emergency room or emergent care clinic or whatever, they can fine you, they charge you a fine for not having insurance. And I believe the fine is like $95 or 1% of your gross annual income, whichever is greater. And <clears throat> So the you know people are going to go into the hospital and say, 
Oh, well, I, I don't have insurance. I didn't know I had to have insurance. You know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, go, okay, go ahead. You just, you know, find me and then and send me the bill and I'll pay for the fine. And, you know, at the same time when I pay for this, you know, $50,000 uh, medical bill that you're going to be sending me. And, of course, that will never happen. But what is the problem with that uh, insurance companies say well there are so many people who don't pay their medical bills that the cost of insurance goes up for people who do pay their bills well if you have medical insurance you don't have to pay very much do you uh, hospitals say that they lose so much money from people who skip out on their bills that they have to increase their costs to make up that loss with the insurance companies. They charge the insurance companies more. Well, then there's always the people like um, people on Medicare who have insurance, Medicare insurance, but it doesn't cover everything and hospitals will uh, gouge Medicare for uh, procedures that are not uh, actually done they, they double charge for procedures and we are right now in, in, in this area have a, a doctor who was uh, busted by uh, Medicare fraud police or whatever they are because he was uh, double double dipping basically he would uh, admit a patient to one hospital and perform a test on them and say that the results of that test indicated they needed to have something else done to them but they couldn't do it at that hospital so he'd have to send another hospital and <clears throat> he'd do the first test over again on the same patient at the other hospital and double charge Medicare that's just that's just a minor incident that uh, doctors get away with an amazing array of well fuck it's called cheating called fraud <clears throat> but hospitals are not beneath that um, years ago and I'm sure this was you know, 10 years ago I had to go to the ER and I was I was working at the hospital so I had insurance but I had to go to the ER and uh, among other things they charged me $10 for a aspirin, a single aspirin, $10. <clears throat> or maybe it was $8, I can't remember exactly. I think it was $8. <clears throat> Excuse me. $8 for a single white pill, which at the time I could have gone down across the street to Walgreens or whatever and got myself a hundred aspirins for six bucks. Somewhere 
there seems to be a slight problem with how hospitals charge their patients for, for everything, basically. It is just impossible to get anything done medically anymore. I, uh, I because of my many uh, illnesses and, and problems, health problems, I usually fill between eight and twelve prescriptions a month. Okay. Eight or eight or twelve a month, which is you know, around a hundred prescriptions a year. Now, when I had uh, prescription insurance, I was paying anywhere from like you know maybe three bucks for generic stuff to forty-five dollars a month for certain pills. Now without the insurance. I mean, I still have my Medicare insurance, but I don't have prescription coverage. Now I'm paying between $4 and one medication is actually uh, $100 for a one-month supply, which I'm not taking anymore, obviously. <clears throat> and so for the past uh, month or two, I've been taking fewer and fewer of the medications I should be taking simply because I, I can't afford it. And this, uh, this, this insurance uh, proposition is probably not going to solve all the problems uh, we have with our medical situation, uh, but it may solve some. And it's certainly not going to make everybody happy, but uh, it does offer the opportunity for some people to obtain insurance who couldn't obtain insurance before people have pre-existing conditions like myself, for instance, I've had cancer for nine years, you think an insurance company's going to cover me with a record like that. No. So some things may be better for some people. And, you know, obviously, not everyone's going to be happy about it. Uh, you're never, ever going to fix our medical system as long as we allow doctors and hospitals to uh, set their prices for their services. And of course, you know, the base uh, solution for that would be socialized medicine, which would cause such an uproar in this country that uh, I don't think that's ever going to happen either, but 
people have to realize that medicine is something that uh, you just you can't get away from. Everyone is going to need some sort of medical attention eventually. Some people will need a lot of medical attention. And most of those people, even with insurance, will not be able to pay for all of the uh, medical procedures that they need. It's just not going to happen. People die every day needlessly simply because, well, they're neglected. Let's just put it bluntly. They, they're neglected. Uh, doctors are too busy. They can't see uh, enough patients. Uh, when I went to see my, my last oncologist, I went up to his office and there must have been 30 people. 30 people. And how can you possibly uh, work well with a patient when you only see them for 10 minutes at a time? It, it just it doesn't happen. There's just, uh, well, Anyway, our, our, our medical uh, situation is just god-awful in this country, and I don't see how it's going to get fixed by with uh, the new insurance situation or anything else for that matter. Well, I, I suppose we will find out in the next few months. Just what kind of problems are going to arise with this, but uh, again, it, it's not going to solve everything. It's not going to solve all the problems. Just hopefully, it will solve some of them. Ah, in the meantime, try not to get sick because, yeah, screwed, screwed over. Anyway. Um, uh, to recap, happy anniversary to me for being uh, here for a whole year. Uh, once more into the breach, dear friends. Once more into the breach. Back at it again tomorrow. See what disasters lie in wait for me then. And uh, I hope all you out there pay attention and continue to come back and listen. I do appreciate all of you. And in the meantime, uh, whoa, spring, spring has sprung. I forgot to bring that up. Happy spring, happy solstice, and uh, hopefully uh, all our friends out there in the uh, frozen tundra area East will begin to thaw out soon. And I will see you all, or speak to you all again next week. Until then, 
good night all. Thank you so much for listening. And that'll do it for this week's uh, episode of Flashback Friday. Uh, I'm, again, your host, Mike Lutz, and I appreciate you stopping by. I hope to see you again next week. Thank you. <laughs>